It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. Good evening and welcome in to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. This is week eight of the program in season five. Nice to have you with us, Ryan Epling, alongside Bill Cornwell and Joe Linville. The coach Rick Marone getting a second consecutive off week because he's busy coaching a game somewhere. Coach who? <laughs> coach, coach Marone, I believe, is in Cameron tonight. So he went to far and wide yeah. measures to avoid us. By the way, congratulations to Coach. They finally won a game this week. All right. The Tulsa Rebels uh, ladies hey, won. I, I, I've had a chance to watch that team a couple of times this year. And to watch them, you would not have known that they were winless at winless. the time. They played hard. They play a very difficult schedule. Yeah. I know that things are uh, – you know, a little bit tricky for Coach Marone right now there, but uh, his team, his staff, they do a good job, and uh, they really were continuing to fight through. But right. once again, welcome into the program, an action-packed program as always here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Uh, we will hear from coaches from across the great state of West Virginia and uh, a few players as well. And um, before we get into things, uh, and before we do our first scoreboard update, Joe, uh, over the course of the past week, anything that's kind of caught your attention in terms of the the, the landscape of high school basketball? Well, there was some Virginia. teams at the top have went down to defeat, and we'll talk a little bit more about that as the evening goes on. And and as like you said, we were talking in the in the before we came on the air, that kind of muddies the waters a little bit. Maybe put some other teams on some even playing fields. University losing for the first time this week in boys basketball. Huntington losing at home tonight in boys basketball in a big rivalry game with Capital. We'll talk much more about that in a moment as well. But, uh, Bill, usually by this time of the year, you kind of have a handful of teams that you know are maybe a step above the rest. And at the same time, I don't know that we know in in necessarily any classification, boys or girls, a clear cut Mm -hmm. who is clearly the singular best team. There is no dominant team in the state right now. It is uh, very much – a lot of good teams, a lot of decent teams, but no one is like, well, there's the one. There's the clear one. And that means that we got another month, month and a half of basketball. And you kind of like it as a fan because we're basically getting it decided on the court. We're not saying, well, there's not a chance that so-and-so is going to beat so such and such team. Everybody's got a chance. Everybody's got a shot this year, and that's what makes it fun. And we'll do our first scoreboard in one second, but I want to tease something here real fast. You're going to hear within this scoreboard in Class AA Region 4, a team that was one of the favorites uh, to win that region or to at least get out of that region lost a home game tonight to a team from the opposite section, which is exactly the route that you have to go through to to get to the state tournament. So, uh, like I said, the waters are a little muddy out there right now. <laughs> and that means it's time for our first check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Joe will turn you loose with the boys' scores. All right. And the King Cole Classic that tipped off in Logan tonight. It was Tug Valley coming from behind to defeat Ravenswood 60-56. to Ravenswood now goes 12-1 on the year, while the Panthers are now at 8-4. It was the Logan Wildcats in Game 2 of that King Cole Classic that defeated Wyoming East this evening, 72-61. It was Princeton over Lincoln County, 53-40. 
Nicholas County defeated Braxton County 69-64. The Huntington Highlanders went down to defeat this evening as the Capital Cougars won that one 74-67. It was Fairmont Senior over North Marion 71-38. It was Martinsburg picking up a win over Hedgesville. That score was 58-34. And another final, South Charleston defeated Hurricane 84-71. Parkersburg South picked up another big win this evening as they defeated John Marshall 79-51. It was Winfield over the Mingo Central Miners 72-61. That is one of those sections that will get a little exciting as we roll into the month of March. The University Hawks uh, defeated the Morgantown Mohegans tonight. 47-41, 47-41, that score just in. Musselman defeats, or actually this score is at the half. Musselman leads Washington at the half, 68-46. I'm going to guess that's been a little bit later than the half. Now. I would think so, <laughs> by the score. Maybe third quarter? We'll, we'll double check that one. Yeah, exactly. In uh, a score, it's fourth quarter, one minute, 14 seconds to go. Tucker County leads Notre Dame, 62-54. It was Parkersburg Catholic with a win over Williamstown tonight. 72-62. It was Shady Springs falling to west side. The Renegades pick up the win, 79-41. The uh, Greater Beckley Christian Crusaders pick up a win over Summers County tonight, 62-45. Wheeling Central picks up a win tonight over Lindsley, 82-55. Woodrow Wilson, the Flying Eagles, fell to the Parkersburg Big Reds, 65-49. And Greenbrier West, the Cavaliers at the end of one, trails Oak Hill by a score of 20 to 13. Bill will turn you loose on the girls' scores. All right, first off, Greater Beckley Christian, a 44 25 winner tonight over Liberty Raleigh. Lydia Jordan led the way with 22 points for the Crusaders. It was Frankfurt over Grafton tonight, 90 to 42. Tucker County beat Notre Dame, 53 28. Tyler consolidated. A winner over Work County, 82-55. Herbert Hoover loses to Valley Fayette, 63-55. It was uh, Lincoln over East Fairmont, 52-42. Uh, 64-49 win for Preston tonight over Fort Hill, Maryland. Fairmont Senior falls to Wheeling Park tonight by a score of 53-40. That was Princeton, 67, Pikeview, 57. Lincoln County beats Point Pleasant, 74 46. That's our scoreboard. Thank you very much, Bill. And again, one of those scores that, that stuck out to me was Winfield going to Minor Mountain tonight and defeating Mingo Central. That coming in a week that Mingo Central had just beaten Logan earlier this week. And so, Winfield played Chapmanville yeah. earlier in the week. So. Yes. And so uh, those schools in the Cardinal Conference all kind of tangling up. And again, Winfield winning tonight. 72-61 was the final in that one. Jordan Mounts, uh, WFGH, joins us now. He was at that ball game tonight. And, Jordan, that's a big road win tonight for the Generals. You know, yeah, it is a big road win for uh, the Generals. Uh, they came in here to the mountain here at Mingo Central High School, they, uh, and they played an excellent game. The key for them was their uh, consistency and their discipline uh, on the offensive end. They shot over 70% from the field, even in the second half. And what killed Ningo Central was the fact that uh, they could not make their foul shots to save their life, uh, shooting uh, very poorly from the foul line. One thing that has always impressed me about Winfield, this goes back to um, this goes back a few years even, 
what is their patience offensively and their ability to kind of work around and get a good shot. They will still score high because they shoot a good percentage when they're able to do that. And when Mingo Central unable to disrupt them offensively tonight, and Winfield made them pay. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right right there. Uh, uh, Winfield was very disciplined on the offensive end. You know, not sometimes passing up the first shot attempt that they get uh, in favor for something else. And, you know, it worked out more times uh, than not. But, uh, you know, I've got to get, a, get another little quick thing in here for uh, Winfield High School. They were led this evening by Braden McGrew, number 14, uh, the point guard out there out front. And uh, for that young man, he picked up his thousandth point tonight. So uh, congratulations to that young man on uh, uh, an incredible achievement here uh, for his high school career. Hey, Jordan, this is Joe Linville. Uh, you know, the coach there at Mingo Central uh, is kind of regrouping his team. He lost a couple players there. It's been a couple, three weeks ago now. But I noticed in that uh, Hatfield-McCoy Classic last week, some of the kids come off the bench. There was, uh, I think, the Warden kid, man, he was hitting threes left and right. Did that not happen tonight? No, no. Uh, Mingo Central uh, did not play well uh, at all. They they were they didn't shoot well from the field. Uh, they did not shoot well from the foul line. But you know, I was also uh, told after the game that their star and their leader, Jeremy Dillon, was playing uh, incredibly sick here this evening. Uh, uh, apparently, he had the stomach bug and uh, was uh, not feeling well at all during this game. So, uh, with that being said, you know they were Winfield was able to hold him to only 12 points. The Miners were led this evening by Drew Hatfield, who had 19. And you know, uh, Drew finally turned it on, especially there in the fourth quarter. Uh, had uh, quite a few shots there in that fourth quarter and uh, finished the game off uh, with 19. So it, it was a good performance for Drew Hatfield, but uh, you know, just. One of those, it didn't go Mingo Central's way this game, uh, but I'm sure the Miners will bounce back. Uh, but congratulations to Winfield on a well-deserved win. And speaking of bouncing back, when you talk about for both teams, quite frankly, uh, within that area, you know, Mingo Central falling tonight now at 8-4 and four on the year. And the, the Miners now will have to uh, regroup uh, because next week with games uh, against Scott and uh, Wayne, uh, over the course of the next week. I mean, this is still, you know, you look ahead too, right after those two is a trip to Chapmanville. So uh, every game really does matter, especially when you're talking about sectional seating and, and within the region as well. And for those two teams, that was a big win tonight for Winfield. You know, uh, you're absolutely right. You know, like they say, there's no risk for the wicked, as the saying goes. But uh, yeah, Minko Central's got a tough schedule ahead. They, both of these teams were Cardinal Conference teams. And, you know, the Cardinal Conference has always been very well known to be a good basketball conference. And uh, the fact that Mingo Central's going to go to Scott, uh, that will be a good matchup next week, as are any ball game really within that conference. And not only are you playing for comp- for uh, uh, regular season, just bragging rights in general, but you're playing for regional seeding. And you're also playing uh, for that elusive conference championship which uh, I'm sure both of these teams look to make a run for down the road. Absolutely. Jordan Mouse, WFGH, as Winfield defeats Mingo Central tonight. Jordan, thanks so much for all you do for us. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me on. Have a good show. Thank you very good much. Show. And, um, again, that's a big win for um, for Winfield. The Generals also, speaking of their schedule upcoming, they have a game at home against Nitro, who is – pretty good this year um then games at herbert hoover and then a home game with uh win uh, with polka next week polka is kind of surging a little bit right. here so um 
again, within the Cardinal Conference, I don't know. I'm not going to go out and say one conference is better than another. I don't, I'm not saying that the Cardinal Conference is necessarily better than the Big Ten. Fairmont Senior has proven how good it is, for example. Um, but in terms of a competitiveness, I mean, night in, night out, you get a lot of competitive games within that league. That was one of them. And tonight, anytime you get one on the road, is really important. Yeah, just I, I want to wind the clock back there to a little earlier in the week. Uh, you know, Nitro went into Madison, and uh, Scott hung with those boys. You know, Scott's a little slow. They're a young team. You know, they have no seniors on the team, and they hung with them the entire game. And then I watched Winfield at Chapmanville the other night, and Winfield just pretty much fell apart. I mean, Chapmanville just controlled that game pretty much. It, uh, they tied it up 4-4, and then Chapmanville went on a 15-point run, and it was, you know, chase them down from there. So that conference is very competitive. I don't care if it's the North Group, you know, the, the Canal Valley schools or the South Group, the Coalfield schools. And right now what we're going to do is step aside and take a break. When, we'll, when we come back, we'll actually talk about the girls' side of that conference. We'll have Mingo Central girls coach Brandon Ball along with uh, sophomore Katie Ball, who's um, helped the minors here to a – they played uh, better of late. And uh, we'll talk about that and much more in basketball Friday night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scorers online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism in Marshall is important, it's serious, and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide in a multi-billion dollar industry. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, West Virginia's high school basketball voice. Join us online, vote in this week's poll. You've got till 11.45 tonight, and we'll share the voting results with you. Last week's question, should technical fouls in high school basketball be handled more closely like they are handled in college basketball? 63% of you said yes, 37% no. This week's question, should high school basketball adopt women's college basketball rules of shooting two shots after the fifth foul in a quarter and resetting team fouls each quarter? Tell us tonight, vote yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com to vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. You've got till 11.45 tonight to vote, and we'll share the results at the end of the show this evening. Join us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Shout out to some of our newest followers tonight, including Cassie Wright and Virgil Lee Davis. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 9-15 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on this January 26, 2018. So happy to have you along again, Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville. 
all with you here inside the cozy confines of the WMUL studios, the Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications. Uh, so kind to host us here uh, with this program. And, of course, we always thank them for their role in, in, in helping us out as well. And right now let's go to the phone lines. Brandon Ball is the head coach of the Mingo Central girls team. His niece is Katie Ball. She's a sophomore for the Miners. They join us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And uh, we'll start with Coach Ball. First off, welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Hey, I appreciate you, uh, you guys having us. Um, coach, your ball team or your basketball team over the course of the past few weeks, I think it's easily noticeable how much you've improved. And a lot of that's been due to getting someone back from injury, correct? Yeah, yeah, we got this little girl, uh, this little six one girl back after the injury. So that, that, that helps out for sure. And we've had some illnesses also. We, we played without three starters last night and without two starters uh, tonight. So we, we just got to get healthy. Um, but, I, but I think we're going to be 100% come sectional time. And, Katie, I'll ask you as well, um, having to miss the early portion of this season due to injury, you've kind of been able to see your team play in these other games without you, but see them play many of the teams that are cycling back around for the second part of your schedule. So you've seen them from a different perspective. Uh, first off, how difficult was it for you to set out those games? And two, how nice is it to be back? I mean, it was hard for me to sit, but we're better in the long run because everybody learned how to play better together. And where they didn't have me, we really don't have a true point guard, so everybody had to learn how to handle the ball better. So it's just good to be back so everybody can fall back into their positions. Katie, this is Joe Linville, and I was at the uh, Scott game when you guys went down there, and you were on the bench. Of course, you were, you know, carrying the crutches and so forth. But I could just see the the anger in your face at times, you know, of frustration. I don't know if it was because you were not in the game or just the way the game was going. But how tough is it to sit on the on the bench and watch your team play without you? Well, we wasn't really playing that well, so it just it made me mad because we missed shots that we should have made. And we just didn't play hard and aggressive like we normally do in practice. And it was just hard to just sit there and watch that. Yeah, Katie's a leader on and off the court. But, uh, and I like her enthusiasm, but, but she got teed up that game on the bench, so I was a little bit angry at her. I wasn't going to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, though. I like, I like the passion. That means it means something. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And, 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 Coach, I hate to ask you a question like this, but I, I don't. we don't I have your that. scoreboard tonight right now. Can, uh, can you tell us how the game tonight with Scott went? Yeah, yes, sir. Final, uh, we won 64-31. to 31. Um, and it's always a good night when you can get nine kids in the scoring column. And, and like Katie uh, touched on earlier, you know, um, through the season, it's just about getting experience and stuff. In games like this, we can throw some kids in there, let them get their feet wet, and, and like she said, it's going to make us better in the long run. And, and I don't want to harp on like this, but the turn from last night where uh, you, you lost at home by 27, but as you mentioned, without several starters due to illness, you don't exactly yes. have a lot of time to get them healthy because you're right in the midst of the season right now, um, that's that's an impressive turnaround for your team, regardless of opponent. Right, well, yeah, it is. It is. And we did have uh, Rhodes, uh, Zaya Rhodes played with us tonight, which he didn't last night. Um, so, but, but it is. And it's all about um, just coming out with energy. And we, did, we didn't really come out with energy last night. Uh, a lot better showing tonight. So, uh, like you said, a quick turnaround, but I'll take it. Coach, uh, Bill Cornwell here. Talk about uh, trying to build stamina on your team because you, you played two nights in a row this week. You got a uh, stretch 
coming up in a couple of weeks, Chapmanville and Tulsa back-to-back, and then a real tough stretch in a couple of weeks when you got Logan on the 8th of February, and then you go and play one of the better AAA teams in Cabell Midland. Right. Yeah, we uh, and you know the, you touched on the Carlton Conference and the boys are always listening to you guys. Yeah, I mean the Carlton Conference is loaded head to toe. I mean there, there's not a, a game on the schedule I can look at this year and be like oh we're going to win. And uh, I learned from experience last year that regular season records really don't matter, which I don't really agree with because um, coaches vote on it. I really don't agree with that. But anyway, it's besides the point. You still got to play the same teams. But anyways, I beat the schedule up this year. We picked up Cattle Mid- Midland, picked up Fairland, Ohio, picked up Riverview, um, and dropped a few teams that I know we could get wins on. But but it's not going to make us no better doing that. And coach, one of the reasons that we have you on, and we'll get back to uh, this particular team in a moment. But uh, you're also part of the Hatfield McCoy Shootout, and you need a girls team to join you next year, correct? Yeah, that is correct, and it's already uh, pretty much set in stone. The Thursday night, uh, probably January 18th of next year, there, there will be uh, uh, girl, girls' games uh, tied into the Hatfield McCoy shootout. Good. Absolutely a good thing because uh, the Williamson Fieldhouse is a special place in this state, and the more kids that get to experience playing there, the better. Um, how can anyone, if, if any of the coaches that are listening are interested in playing in that next year, how can they get a hold of you? Um, again, most coaches in, our, in my conference has my phone number. But any any girls team in the state of West Virginia uh, that is interested in playing, they can they can reach me at six zero six six two five twenty four fifty eight, or they can call the field house, which, which means where I work at, at three zero four two three five three six nine zero. All right, and good deal there. And uh, coach, now I want to get back to this. Uh, Katie is your niece. Um, yes. Is that a is that a difficult? Um, Dichotomy, I guess, to, to coach your niece, to coach a family. Well, yeah, I, uh, it, it is, and, and I know uh, plenty of parents who have coached their kids and, and family members before. Of course, I'm probably harder on her than anybody, um, but but I know that she can handle it. You know, and, and girls are different than boys. Some will shut down on you. You just have to know your personnel. And, and Katie takes it well when I lose control. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, um, how is it playing for your uncle? And you got you got free reign to talk about him right now. Well, I mean, it's obviously going to make me better playing for him because other coaches won't yell at me as much as he does and push me as hard as he does. But, I mean, I like playing for him overall, just not getting yelled at. <laughs> I'll say this. I did get a chance to see you guys play last year. Uh, when you played at Wayne. I know it wasn't a game in which that, that you played as well as you would have liked, but I saw the care. The care factor. Right. Um, right. Your heart is certainly in it, and uh, certainly glad to have uh, both of you on the program tonight. And uh, again, we wish you the best of luck and best of health too to everyone involved. Uh, I know the, the, the flu bug is going around, and there's a there's a congestion thing going around too that's separate, and um, everybody's dealing with it. So certainly, uh, wish you guys the best, and we thank you for joining us tonight. I, I thank y'all very much for having us. All right, that's Brandon Ball and Katie Ball, Coach Brandon Ball of the Mingo Central girls team. Katie Ball, his niece, who is a sophomore, six-one post player, who, by the way, uh, does carry a Marshall offer. So um, that's something that we didn't want to push right there on air, but um, you know, she is getting interest from uh, from Division One. 
from a Division One program. Ryan, talking about the uh, Hatfield McCoy Classic, you know, there is just so much history, and we've talked about it a lot on this show. How the history that's came through that auditorium over the years, and and the city and the Parks Board down there is working to to raise funds to try to to revamp it, to upgrade it, and to you know install new windows. And they've been doing some painting. They need to you know a lot of upgrades. But that is a venue that any of these coaches out here listening tonight would you know want to get their girls' teams into that tournament. That is an mm-hmm. awesome venue to play in. Yeah, and if you didn't catch the number again, this program is on basketballnight.com at hoops underscore roundup. You can always just scroll back through and do it that way. Or as he mentioned, just look up the phone number for the Williamson Fieldhouse. That would probably be the easiest way. <laughs> Call during business hours. But, um, you know, Bill, we, we see it all the time. Uh, coaches coaching their kids. In this situation, coaching a niece or you know a nephew you're kind of one step removed there and that can be its own wow. trick because it's one thing to be difficult with your own kid perhaps maybe a little bit tougher on them but then when you've got say a brother involved or, or one of those situations too you know you know that can that can add to it but at the same time it seems like they make it work and they all get get along very well it's it's really interesting to see how that works and I, and I've seen it where uh Guys will, uh, well, I'm, I'm dad here, but then when I get on the court, I'm coach and, and look at me at coach. Now, sometimes they kind of keep it a little close still, but most of the time it's a, it's a kind of a professional thing. It's almost like, well, you're coming to do a job as a player for me. I'm the boss, and, and you're my worker. And um, I've seen that done very successfully, I guess, a uh, great example would be uh, back at the Old Street Okanoba was uh, Jody Burgess and his son Joda. And uh, believe me, uh, Jody worked and coached uh, Joda just as hard as he coached anyone and worked anyone. You know, if you talk to a coach that has a son or daughter, you know, a family member, they are normally, they'll tell you they are harder on them than they are the other yeah. kids because they don't don't want that, you know, you're giving your kid an advantage. That stigma. Yeah, exactly. And also, they know those kids a little bit <laughs> better. Mm-hmm. A little bit better. They're you you know how they react. You know what you, buttons to push. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know before practice if they're having a bad day or not. Yeah. And a lot of times uh, a typical coach might find that out in the midst of practice. And that's just how it works. But um, it's always uh, interesting to see how that works out and, um, one thing that you can tell that those that, that, that Coach Ball and then the player Katie Ball share, though, is a passion for the game, and uh, that is something that can't be understated, um, how important that is. And that, that is something that they will share in a memory that they will share of these four years uh, working together. And uh, regardless of how it turns out, it's still going to be a good memory. And that's something that's always good to have, uh, to have with family, certainly uh, – Certainly a lot, a lot of good comes from that, uh, regardless of if they ever make a state tournament or if they don't. And you could just tell uh, uh, by they talked over the phone that, that, that that's a good combination there with the uh, niece and uncle. Yeah, and, and like I said, I saw them uh, a year ago um, when they played at Wayne and uh, certainly uh, looking forward to seeing them again. Uh, February 14th is huh. when the makeup game for that one is. Yeah. So. Uh, Mingo Central will play out late. A little Valentine's Day special. Valentine's night special. Take your Valentine to the ball game. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) 
She must really love you if that's the case. That's sunlight. If you're taking me where? If you're going to a high school game with you, keep her. Right now, we'll step aside and take a break. When we come back, we'll have more scores from across West Virginia, and we'll go back to our phone lines as well. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia Break 2 on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Nights in West Virginia. Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University, visit BasketballNight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. High school basketball action in West Virginia is heating up as the teams focus on a trip to the state championship in Charleston. Stay up to date with your local team and its progress all season long with Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia for three hours every Friday night from 9 to midnight. Listen online or on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. Hear sports writers, broadcasters, coaches, players, and your calls recapping your team's game. Visit BasketballNight.com for more details on how you can become part of the show. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Thanks to everyone tonight that's called, sent texts, tweets, emails. We appreciate you being part of the show and helping us cover all high school basketball in West Virginia. Join us on the phone tonight. Share your team's game. Call toll-free 855-784-6677. 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup. At hoops underscore roundup. Text the show 304-249-4924. Once again, text the show with scores and updates at 304-249-4924. Go to our website, check out the scoreboard, and find out how you can connect with the show tonight at basketballnight.com. Shout out to Stephen and Mussy, new followers on Twitter tonight. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. <laughs> Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell jumping the gun on us there <laughs> yeah. alongside Joe Linville. We, we were enjoying some of the photos, you know, during the break. Yes, it was it, pretty cool. Yes, if you're watching uh, online, we have, uh, or on Network West Virginia, we're on um, Channel 25 in Huntington. Um, there are we we run those pictures in between, and there's a 1930 state state champion. championship. We got to figure picture, that one out, and we will know who that is sometime tonight. Post soon, actually, very soon. Yeah, I, I think Joe's on it right now. I'm looking. Yeah, I think so, I know where it came from. Yeah, so. and uh, so that's something that you know. Guys in the back will already know. How about 100? 100? Oh, 100 high school. That's probably it because it was an H. There was uh, an H. Philip C. that has the Mountain State preps uh, was up there earlier in the week, and he posted those pictures. Okay. So. Uh, thank you very much. Hey, you know what? We need to get Philip back on the program. He, I, I, he made a post earlier. He has been to all 55 counties this year. 
And his goal is to go to all the high school venues across the state of West Virginia. And he's getting pretty close. He's got a few left. He went to a game at Wayne, and I didn't even go to. (laughs) That's bad. Right? I mean – that's that's impressive. So uh, we 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 need to we need to catch up with Philip again. Uh, it's been too long, but uh, we'll do all that later. Of course, right now we want to tell you that in a moment we will have Eric Little WVVV in Parkersburg. It's been a great week for Parkersburg South boys basketball. Uh, we'll talk about that in much more detail in a moment. But first, it's time for another check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism Basketball Night dot com scoreboard. Bill, you have the boys' scores. All right, let's check those boys' scores. First off, uh, the Oakland Golden Bears winners tonight over Beaver Local of Ohio by a score of 70-48. to It was Logan beating Wyoming East 72-61 in the King Cole Classic. Princeton Tigers get a win over Lincoln County tonight, 67-57. Uh, Braxton County falls to Nicholas County, 69-64. It was Philip Barber. Winners over Buckhead and Ups are 78-45. George Washington gets a victory over the Cabell Midland Knights, 66-51. Up on Highlander Hill tonight in Huntington, it was Capital knocking off Huntington, 74-67. Fairmont Senior all over North Marion by a score of 71-38. It was Hedgesville falling to Martinsburg tonight, 58-34. Hurricane Redskins lose to South Charleston, 84-71. It was Parkersburg South, 11th win on the season for the Patriots. They beat John Marshall, 79-51. Fort Hill, Maryland uh, beats Kaiser, 62-38. Winfield Generals, winners over Mingo Central, 72-61. It was University over Morgantown, 47-41. Musselman beats Washington, 68 46. It was Tucker County, 66. Uh, Clarksburg, Notre Dame, 59. Williamstown loses to Parkersburg Catholic, 72-62. Victory for the Wayne Pioneers over Scott, 78-67. Shady Springs loses to Westside, 79-41. Spring Valley Timberwolves victors over St. Albans tonight, 74-65. Greater Beckley Christian beats Summers County, 62-45. Wheeling Central over Lindsley, 82-55. Woodrow Wilson falls to Parkersburg, 55-49. And a first quarter score, Oak Hill over Greenbrier West by a score of 20-13. Joe? Actually, it's going to be Ryan okay. this time. There okay, we Ryan. go. Yeah, I'll you take care of the girls' score. Great interstate game tonight in Parkersburg at Parkersburg South High School where the Patriots in girls' basketball beat Boyd County tonight. Boyd County from Kentucky, 70-58. to Parkersburg South now 12-3. Boyd County now 13-3 with the loss. We know a lot about that Boyd County program. They're yep. very close to us. Pete Fraley, his daughter plays at Marshall. Just watched her play against Middle Tennessee. We could go on and on about all these connections there. Lincoln County defeats Point Pleasant tonight 74-46. Princeton picks up a 10-point victory over Pikeview 67-57. Tigers are six are 9-3. Excuse me. Wheeling Park defeats Fairmont Senior tonight 53-40. As the Patriots go to 10-5, and five, just the third loss of the season for the Polar Bears. Also tonight, girls high school basketball, Preston defeats Fort Hill, Maryland, 64-49. It was Lincoln defeating East Fairmont, 60-52, excuse me, to 42, 10-point win there. Valley Fayette defeats Herbert Hoover tonight, 63-55, the final in that one. Also, girls scores tonight, Tyler Consolidated 
defeats Work County 80 to 55. Midland Trail picks up a 68-47 victory over Richwood. The Tucker County Mountain Lions are a perfect 13-0 after a 53-28 victory over Notre Dame. Frankfurt beats Grafton tonight 90-42. Also tonight, Greater Beckley Christian 44, Liberty Raleigh 25, Lydia Jordan 22 points in the victory for the Crusader for the Crusaders. And Mingo Central defeats Scott tonight in girls' high school basketball action, 64-31. That is your check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism Basketball Night.com scoreboard. And um, we mentioned Parkersburg South's girls getting a big win tonight. Parkersburg South's boys picked up a big win earlier this week over University, handed their boys the first loss of the season for the Hawks, and then turned around tonight and beat John Marshall 79-51. So another big win for Parkersburg South. Eric Little, WVVV in Parkersburg, joins us now on the program. And Eric, what a time to be a Patriot basketball fan. Yeah, it's rolling for Parkersburg South right now. The girls, uh, again, they've, they've played well, as you mentioned, and the boys picked up a win in what was probably one of the most viewed and most followed games of the state on Wednesday uh, number one university in the AP poll, number three Parkersburg South. The Patriots get a win there, and then they followed up with a big win tonight against John Marshall. Uh, they outscored John Marshall, I believe it was 40-16 to 16 tonight in the second and third quarters. Uh, John Marshall's not a team that runs really deep. Parkersburg South is able to run a little deeper than 8-9-10 you know, when they want to, and they're used to playing a fast-paced offense. Uh, it was a very fast-paced first quarter, and John Marshall just wore out halfway through the second quarter, and Parkersburg South was able to go from there. And Parkersburg South gets the big win. And just talking about a team that's playing with a, a lot of confidence. I mean, this team's only loss was to Taze Valley Christian, which, uh, for those who don't know, now runs basically a prep program similar to Huntington Prep, not quite at that level at this point, but that's what they do there. And uh, Parkersburg South had them up in the Parkersburg South tournament. And that's been the only loss for the Patriot boys so far this season. And uh, again, with the win tonight over John Marshall, then you look ahead, Meadowbrook, Ohio coming up uh, this week. Uh, What do you know about Meadowbrook? Well, Meadowbrook was probably the site of Parkersburg South's worst game last year. Uh, They went up there, and they did not look particularly good, played a really bad game. And it it was definitely the bottom point of the year last year. So I have to think that South is going to come out on Tuesday and uh, really want to turn that around because it's it's basically the same starting five and the same principal players that you know were contributors last year. So you have to think that for pride's sake, they want that one. It's Haley's strong night, and fans are encouraged to wear gold uh, and uh, to kind of recognize the pediatric uh, cancer fight of Haley Parsons, a student of Parkersburg South High School. So it'll be kind of an emotional night there, and uh, hoping to draw some inspiration for that Parkersburg South will look to make it ten in a row. Eric Bill Cornwell here. I'd love to, to hear what, uh, what's been your impression of uh, the way Mike Fallon has been kind of uh, uh, looking at how things are going. Is he, is he pretty confident uh, with the way the team just keeps playing, or is he a little worried that maybe we're getting to a point where it's, uh, we're getting a little tired, maybe, or maybe he's fearing some overconfidence? Well, actually, he was talking about this very topic in the postgame. Glad you brought that up, Bill. Uh, one of the things he said about their practice yesterday was that he thought they developed uh, the right kind of confidence and just that right kind of edge. Not maybe a chip on the shoulder, but just that little uh, bit of a, a swagger or a confidence that 
uh, isn't an overconfidence, but it's, uh, yeah, we know what we're here to do, and we're here to accomplish the job. And I think that's, uh, that's been key to keeping this team focused. Now, this is a team that could have had a rough night. John Marshall, just three and six on the year coming in. You know, you have a, a, a number one team, an unbeaten team, come into your home place, and then 48 hours later, you got to go on the road in an environment that isn't as intense and playing a team that doesn't have the success that you've got. Uh, there very easily could have been a place for a letdown. It's not a bad John Marshall team either. Uh, they've got some scores, and uh, they played very well. They were to within two points in the second quarter, but Parkersburg South clamped down on defense and looked really sharp tonight. But, but yeah, I, I think Mike Fallon knows that, uh, that the South has that right kind of confidence, and he also knows that the road ahead is not going to be easy. They have three games each of the next two weeks, including back-to-back games on Friday and Saturday the next two weeks as well. So... While this team has accomplished a lot, he knows that they're still far from the end goal, and there's a long way to go. And a week away from the home game with Wheeling Park, that means so much up there as well. Yeah, again, we're talking Haley's uh, Haley's strong night on Tuesday. It's uh, Anna's Army night on Friday. Uh, Those two games end up back-to-back because of some rescheduling this year. Uh, Again, Anna Gordon, uh, a terrific story, uh, battling Friedrich's ataxia. She's been out of school a couple years now attends college locally. I had a chance to talk to her on Tuesday. She was at, at that uh, Parkersburg South University game. And they've drawn so much strength and so much inspiration from her and her family. They do so much to help the cause. Uh, CureFA.org, if you want to know more about Friedrich's ataxia. That's the disease Anna fights. There's no cure for it. Uh, Anna's army in five years has raised more than $200,000 for the Friedrich's ataxia research alliance. This is one of the big events that they do to promote awareness. And uh, they, they raise a lot of money. I think the 50-50 pot goes there. There's face painting. There's um, all kinds of things you can do in the lobby to help raise money. T-shirts on sale. And, again, all that all that money raised goes toward Friedrich's Ataxia Research. And uh, they've drawn strength from her. They've been able to contribute to that cause. It's a really beautiful story. Eric Little, WVVV Radio in Parkersburg. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it. All right. And, uh, before we go to our next caller here, real fast, I do want to mention, Bill, on the girls' side of things, that went over Boyd County for Parkersburg South tonight over Boyd County, Kentucky. Yeah, that's big Boyd time. County, Kentucky, earlier this week, or not this week, but earlier this year, a double-digit victory over St. Joe. Uh, yeah. yeah the, for those who live closer to the Huntington area, you're very well aware of Pete Fraley and the Boyd County team, and you get a W over them, You've done something. So that, that's quite remarkable what Parkersburg South did with that victory. And a double-digit victory at that. Let's go back to the phones. Matt Miller, WRNR in Martinsburg. And, Matt, when last we spoke, Martinsburg was coming off of a loss to Musselman. And since we last spoke one week ago, well, the Bulldogs are on a three-game winning streak. What a difference a week makes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the very next night after that Musselman loss, they had Morgantown come to town, and it was kind of a lackluster three quarters for the Bulldogs, but then came to life in that fourth quarter. Some missed free throws down the stretch from Morgantown allowed Martinsburg to actually win it with two free throws with no time left on the clock. Corey Barnett knocked those down, and the Bulldogs uh, escaped with a one-point win. Then on Tuesday night, Washington came to town, And again, Martinsburg uh, at times looked like they were ready to run away with it, but Washington was able to kind of keep it close. In the end, Martinsburg wins 74-61, and then that led into tonight's key matchup at Hedgesville. And tonight, the dogs really showed up, led by just one after one. 
in a Hedgesville-style first quarter. 8-7 was the final, or the uh, score, I should say, going into that second quarter. But Martinsburg got the pace where they wanted it in that second quarter, opened up a 27-19 halftime lead, and led by 15 going into the fourth quarter, ultimately winning by 24 tonight, 58-34. So that's now two double-digit victories for the Bulldogs over Hedgesville uh, this year as things start to kind of sort themselves out in the Eastern Panhandle. Now Martinsburg turns right around tomorrow. We'll play host to South Hagerstown, Maryland. And again, a very tight turn as the game with Spring Mills next week. That's also home and then a part of the Big Atlantic Classic as well next weekend. So uh, no rest for the Bulldogs. Well, they should kind of be used to it by now. It seems the last really three weeks that they've been kind of playing three games each week, a Tuesday, a Friday, and then into a Saturday, and that continues this week. Now, originally they weren't supposed to have the game tomorrow. That's the makeup of a game from earlier in the year that got uh, snowed out. The only game that Martinsburg has had postponed to this point, so that kind of put a little extra wrinkle into this week. But uh, South Hagerstown going through a few growing pains right now so it's a game that certainly martinsburg will be favored in tomorrow night so the martinsburg bulldogs now starting to kind of get things back together after a loss last week and picked up three wins this week matt miller wrnr in martinsburg always a pleasure matt thank you thank you very much and uh guys we talked about the rescheduling of, of games and, and and joe a lot of teams are having to kind of fit those games into small windows and um, you heard him mention that for Martinsburg, it's almost become the norm here uh, uh, the last few weeks. You know, we were talking last week, I think it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 350 games that needed to be rescheduled over the course of the next, you know, two, three, four weeks, you know, because, you know, mid-February comes, you know, we're going to be into sectional play, and, of course, the girls have a week less than the boys do to make up a lot of these games. So it's going to be tough on all these schools squeezing three, maybe sometimes four games in a week. And I was going to say, I, I got a uh, call to coaches, call to ADs. If you're rescheduling these games, please get on the WVSSAC website and update your schedules because some are good about it, some are some not good about it, and uh, a lot of times we just kind of lose track of, of when games are coming up. So please update those schedules on the WVSSAC website because that's the public's way of knowing when you play. And we do the best we can keeping up with it on basketballnight.com as well. Quite frankly, our schedules might be more accurate I when it comes so. to those because I know that Fred Dameron and the crew do a great job, do a great job yeah. and do a, a yeoman's effort to try to find out when all these games are rescheduled. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Buchanan Upshur basketball teams with Dylan Godet of the Buccaneer Sports Network. And we'll explain why we're not going to get too in-depth with him on the girls' team this particular week. Some Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. This is high school basketball's voice in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Jaden Lindsay, East Fairmont Bees, Jacob Clark, Riverside Warriors, Cole Honaker, Shady Springs Tigers, Sydney Nestor, Tucker County Mountain Lions, Isaiah Morgan, Ravenswood Red Devils, and Deja Busby, Sherman Tide. Tonight, you'll meet another, what they all have in common. 
They were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. Each week, we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. You had an athlete made an outstanding play? Have someone remarkable on your team? You can nominate your team's players to become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Every Friday night, we select a Standout Athlete of the Week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com, click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab, fill out the nomination form, we'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Check it out at basketballnight.com. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, the Mountain State's voice for all things high school basketball. Many places you can listen and watch Basketball Friday Night. We're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. We'll mention many of those here at the top of the hour. Go to our affiliates page at the bottom of our website to find the station nearest you. You can also watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to basketballnight.com. Just click the watch. Facebook Live. Go to RSN Sports Facebook page, and you can watch us live there. If you got cable, if you're on Suddenlink, we're on Network West Virginia statewide in the Huntington area on Comcast Channel 25 and, of course, Periscope. date on your favorite teams check out basketballnight.com now back to basketball friday night in west virginia with bill cornwell joe linville and ryan epling 949 on this basketball friday night in west virginia ryan epling bill cornwell joe linville with you we'll do a full scoreboard again at the top of the hour guys again if you want to go go to basketballnight.com check us out at hoops underscore roundup on twitter to uh to keep updated on all the scores you know, I, I've got to say something really quick. And, of course, with the – you know, there, there are a variety of reasons. But uh, Coach Rick Marone not with us tonight because he and the Lady Rebels are at Cameron tonight. That's a game we don't have a score from. <laughs> Come on, Rick. Come on, Coach. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> uh, uh, definitely uh, something that, that we'll, we'll, need to, we'll, we'll need to work on We'll have that. to address. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll do our best to uh, – to, to, to get that all straightened out as well. And uh, going back to the phones, though, right now to Dylan Godet of the Buccaneer Sports Network. And uh, Dylan, we normally talk a lot about that really good Buchanan Upshur girls team. We'll talk a little bit about them now as well, but I do want to give you a heads up that we will have Hannah McClung on the program in the next hour, so I really don't want to get too in depth uh, right, right at this moment, at least. But uh, just in general, another very successful week for the Buccaneers. Yeah, definitely. And thank you guys for having me on again. And I heard about Hannah there. That's a fantastic gift for you guys to get her on there. Fantastic player as well. Uh, but a couple big wins this week. Um, started out with Monday, eight-point uh, eight win over Morgantown. Uh, again, that's that's probably when it comes down to it, coaching and, and the play style of Morgantown. That's probably one of the tougher. A matchups for McCann Upshur in, in Triple A, um, two games within single digits. That's that's a rare rarity there for the girls for for McCann Upshur. Morgantown can keep it within single digits uh, just with their playing style. And then just last uh, last night they were able to pick up another big win, sixty two forty five over Philip Barber, Double A uh, number ten there in Philip Barber. So another tough 
through the week in terms of scheduling for Britain Upshur, but they come up on top with two wins. And then tomorrow, um, a, a trip to Shinston to take on Lincoln. Uh, Lincoln's a team that's been hovering around 500, but uh, still with a very dangerous guard in Gracie Lamb. So uh, that's a ball club that uh, still has the ability to uh, to get somebody, so to speak, on any given night. Yeah, they do. And that's, that's been a tough matchup uh, for Buchanan as well. Um, that's a Lincoln team that two years ago, Buchanan actually went, went to Lincoln and went to, went to Shinston and fell there in that one. Um, but like uh, you were mentioning there with, with Hannah, um, her play the past the past couple of weeks has been outstanding. But Lauren Bennett has really stepped up as well. And I think that's a, that's a key, key factor that I mentioned her earlier on this season. She kind of went through a stretch there was she wasn't at the top of her game. Uh, but the t- past couple games, I mean, last night, she almost had a quadruple double with steals, rebounds, points, and, and assists last night. So uh, just a fantastic game out of her. That's really a two-headed attack for this Lady Bucks team. And then with the fresh defense on top of it, really makes them a tough matchup for anyone. So the Buchanan Upshur girls again taking on Lincoln tomorrow. Next week a game with East Fairmont. And again, Dylan, not going to go too in-depth with you tonight. That way we save a little bit for when we have Hannah on in the next half hour, or excuse me, at the top of the next hour. But uh, still another uh, successful week for the Buchanan Upshur girls. The Buchanan Upshur boys played tonight after having been off for most of the week. I guess I'll ask a general question for you here while I've got you. Um, illness has been something that's been plaguing most of the state, or at least big chunks of the state, how have things been in your neck of the woods for everyone just staying healthy? Well, for the boys, it's really, um, I'm not really sure if it's been illness there with the boys that's, that's been their biggest thing. It's just trying to find the right group to, right group to, to get in the starting lineup. Coach Foster there, and again, in the first year, kind of talked about that a couple weeks ago. He's just been trying to find the right lineup. He's had some players that but it didn't end up being eligible. That's really been the problem there for Buchanan. Uh, so just finding the right group. Illness, thankfully, has not been a problem uh, so far there for the boys. Um, but that, again, with flu season uh, affecting teams across the state, I know with the Morgantown girls there, they've had some, some players dealing with mono. That's definitely a factor uh, in most teams this season. But the boys, not really has been uh, the health but more of academic-wise than just finding the right group for boys to get in the front of the lineup. Dylan Godet of the Buccaneers Sports Network. Dylan, always a pleasure. Thank you guys for having me again. All right, thanks so much. And um, Yeah, it seems like a lot of people are dealing with illness. It sounds like that the Buchanan area right now seems to – Maybe they've built the little wall around there, like a, a you know, like the little bio dome. They got a little bio dome, yeah, and they're good. But I'll tell you, it's been something that that has hit um, yeah. basically every workplace in our area. Um, it's just, uh, and I'll be honest with you too. I, I mentioned last week I would have probably not been on the show until I saw the guest list last week. I could feel the congestion coming uh, through last week, and. Uh, yeah, I, I ran my course with that. Didn't have the flu or anything like that, but just the congestion was enough. I you mean, soldiered through. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it was bad. Uh, you know, into this week, um, really, probably this morning is the first time that I've actually felt well in in the last week. And welcome I, back. And again, like I said, <laughs> that wasn't even the flu. Like that wasn't anything serious. That's just the congestion side of things. And 
Um, I've got a lot of things going around right now this time of year. Of course, the, the drastic swings in temperature not helping. <laughs> I don't care what the weatherman says. It does affect people in some form or fashion, at least their immune system. But, um, you know, before we get too far along here, and I know we're still a week away from this, we can work on this for next week, guys. Um, Woody Williams is a Medal of Honor winner um, from the Fairmont area. In fact, Fairmont Senior plays in the Woody Williams Armory. Woody Williams wow. Armory. And um, he now resides in the Huntington area. And Woody Williams will toss the coin before Super Bowl 52 between the Patriots and the Eagles in uh, Minneapolis next Sunday night. That is awesome. He yeah. came down and spoke at a sports banquet a few years back. And, you know, he was in his 80s at that point. I mean, early 80s. And it just it's mind-boggling yeah. how he has survived and how well his health has continued to be good even, you know, as in the 90s. Because I heard him speak earlier this week uh, in the legislature. Yes. Phenomenal job. I mean, he just he's, he's sharp for his age. Yeah, yeah he lives in Ona in the, near Milton in Cabell County, and he's 94, and you wouldn't know it because the guy, he's constantly in demand, and he speaks everywhere, appears everywhere. He travels around the country because he is in a very exclusive club, and um, he's a very special guy, uh, and and he loves sports, and he loves football. I'll say that because I was with Woody at the uh, 2013 Military Bowl at Annapolis when Marshall played Maryland, and Woody was there with about four other uh, Medal of Honor winners, and um, they were involved with the coin toss there. So that's, that's a special honor, but uh, a great guy, great West, great West Virginian. For those of you who don't know Woody's story, he earned the Medal of Honor uh, at Iwo Jima in, in and, 1945, and uh, just uh, unbelievable, brave man. If you want the exact details of that, I just just look it up. Yeah. Google it as we <laughs> joke around. Just Google it. I mean, seriously. I, I, I mean, what that what that man went through, and, and what you know, the fact that we've got him here to tell stories about. Now let's try to get him on before the Super Bowl next week, guys. Easy call, right? That should be. An He's easy. active on Twitter. Anyway, ninety four still going strong. There you go. We'll be back with another hour, hour two of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. After this, on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. First scores online, all of them in West Virginia. Visit basketballnight.com. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates. You can listen on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including... 103.7 Jack FM WQWV and Fisher. The Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM WKKX in Wheeling. 1370 AM WVLY Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel. Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM WTHMLP Ravenswood Ripley. Knights Radio, 91.5 FM WRSG in Middleburn. Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits 106, WHFI Linside 106.7 FM, 95 The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston 9.50 AM, 101.9 FM and 12.90 AM, WVOW in Logan, Light Rock 93R, WRRR St. Mary's 93.9 FM, The Ticket, 
102.3 FM, WMTD Hinton, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZ LP, Edmond, Beckley, and 101.7 FM, WYATLP in Clay. And of course, we're on Marshall University's flagship station, 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. Cable subscribers, you can find us statewide on Suddenlink's Network West Virginia. In the Huntington region, we're on Comcast Channel 25. Streaming online high-definition video can be found on our website, basketballnight.com, and on our affiliate, rsnsports.com. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit basketballnight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. It is 10 o'clock here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epley alongside Bill Cornwell and Joe Linville. Happy to have you along with us here on this Friday, January 26, 2018. Where did January go? Right? <laughs> it's our last show in January. Well, and, you know, actually, when we get to 1030, we will be at the exact halfway mark of the season for this show. Wow. Hard well, to believe. Where did that, when did that all happen, right? But uh, we know that you are here for scores. Before we do the score, but I do want to tell you that we will talk with Mike Parrish, head coach of the North Marion girls basketball team. In just a moment, we'll also have Hannah McClung of the Buchanan Upshur girls basketball team in a moment as well. But first, it's time for a check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Looking for scores? Look no more. Turn to BasketballNight.com. Taking a look at some boys' scores from across the great state of West Virginia. And the King Cole Classic at Logan tonight. It was Tug Valley over Ravenswood, 60-56. Midland Trail defeated the Fayetteville Pirates by a score of 74-58. Oak Glen defeated Beaver Local of Ohio, 70-48. Ethan Travis scored 20 points and had 20 uh, or 10 rebounds in that game for Oak Glen. It was the Logan Wildcats in the game two of the King Cole Classic, 72-61 over Wyoming East. David Early dropped in 36 points for the Wildcats. It was Lincoln County falling to Princeton tonight, 67-57. It was Nicholas County defeating next-door neighbor Braxton County by a score of 69-64. It was Philip Barber taking down the Buccaneers of Buchanan Upshur tonight, 78-45. George Washington, the Patriots, over over Capital Midland, 66-51. Capital Cougars pick up another win tonight at defeating the Huntington Highlanders, 74-67. It was Clay Vitale over Peyton City, 68-32. That game is a part of the hometown invitational tournament. It was Fairmont Senior over their neighbor North Marion, 71-38. 
Hampshire fell to Frankfurt this evening, 73-56. And it was the Martinsburg Bulldogs defeating Hedgesville tonight, 58-34. Also in boys basketball tonight, Bellsville, Ohio defeats 146-36. It was South Charleston picking up an 84-71 home victory over Hurricane. Black Eagles now 8-4 on the season. Parkersburg South is 11-1. The Patriots go to John Marshall. They win tonight by a final of 79-51 in Moundsville. Also tonight, Fort Hill, Maryland defeats Kaiser 62-38. Winfield goes to Minor Mountain and knocks off the Mingo Central Miners tonight. 72-61 the final in that one. University bounces back from its first loss of the season. The Hawks pick up a hard-fought 47-41 victory over Crosstown rival Morgantown. No one's played a tougher schedule than Morgantown, by the way. Musselman defeats Washington tonight, 68-46. The Appleman are 11-3. Tucker County gets above 500 to 8-7 as the Mountain Lions beat Notre Dame, 66-59. It was Parkersburg Catholic, 72. Williamstown, 62. Wayne is now 7-7. The Pioneers win at Scott, 78-67. The final tonight from West Madison. Also tonight, it was Westside picking up a 79-41 victory over Shady Spring. And by the way, guys, earlier this week, Shady Spring beat Oak Hill. So that's a big win for Westside. Also tonight, Spring Valley defeats St. Albans, 74-65. Timberwolves get the road victory. They've also played a very difficult schedule. Greater Beckley Christian defeats Summers County, 62-45. It was Wheeling Central going to 12-1 behind 23 points from Owen Gaynor, 21 from Brent Price, as the Maroon Knights defeat Lindsley, 82-55, the final. Parkersburg with a big home victory over Woodrow Wilson tonight. The Big Reds beat Beckley, 55-49. It was Van. Going to 7-3 with a 70-36 victory over Doddridge County. Oak Hill beats Greenbrier West, 74-60 the final. And also in the hometown invitational tonight, Meadow Bridge defeats Harmon, 85-47. All right, on the girls' side, we start off Bingo Central with a win over the Scott Skyhawks, 64-31. It was Greater Beckley Christian over Liberty Raleigh, 44-25. Lydia Jordan, 22 points for the Crusaders. Frankfurt beat Grafton 90-42. It was Tucker County over Clarksburg, Notre Dame 53-28. Midland Trail over Richwood 68-47. Tyler Consolidated beats Worth County 82-55. In the Hometown Invitational, the CBs of Clay Vitell get a win over Peyton City's Wildcats 49-27. Herbert Hoover loses to Valley Fayette 63-55. It was Lincoln 52. East Fairmont 42. Preston beat Fort Hill, Maryland, 64-49. Fairmont Senior drops one to Wheeling Park, 53-40. It was Princeton, 67. Pikeview, 57. Lincoln County over the Point Pleasant Big Black, 74-46. And in Boyd County of Kentucky falls to Parkersburg South, 70-58. That is a check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism Basketball Night.com scoreboard. The fact that it took us six and a half minutes to get through tells you exactly how good of a job they're doing in the back, getting all those scores from across the state on a beautiful night, actually, uh, through much of the Mountain State tonight. A balmy 
Yeah, weather right. Won't have a, uh, unlike it, the snow we've had the last week or two. It was spring-like today, at least in the Ohio Valley area was, here. Yeah. A team that has had a lot of expectations coming into the year is Buchanan Upshur, and the girls from Buchanan have certainly met those expectations to this point this season. And joining us now on the program is one of the key members of that team, Hannah McClung. Uh, she is with us now. And Hannah, first off, welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Well, your ball club has been, uh, we mentioned, uh, you know, a team that had a lot of expectations coming into this year after falling in the AAA state title game a year ago. I think you and I may have even talked about this before. I think we had you on the program last year to talk about going from a team that was kind of on the hunt to a team that was becoming the hunted in terms of you get everybody's best shot now. Are you seeing that night in, night out? Absolutely. I didn't get the opportunity to talk with you guys last year, but that's definitely something that has been a topic I've had to talk about with a lot of people. I mean, just beginning from the beginning and building a program as we have been, and just now we're seeing that we know that every single night we're going to get everyone's best shot. I mean, just regardless of the team we're going to be playing, we know that they're coming out because they want to knock off number one, but we're never comfortable at number one, and we're just excited to be at that position, but we just try to stay humble and just to continue to achieve what we want in the state championship. Hannah, this is Joe Linville. You know, looking back on, on last season, and obviously you set some big goals for your team this season. How you, you were just talking about how hungry that makes you, but the intensity that your team puts in, does it show in practice as well as in the games? Oh, absolutely. I mean, one thing that Coach Maxwell definitely stresses a lot is, I mean, we practice how we play, and we know that the practices, and it's it's not when people win the championship whenever it's won. It's the hours spent before. It's the intense practices. It's the extra time spent in the gym, and that's just something that, as a leader of my team, I also try to utilize, and I have phenomenal teammates who are willing to put in that work, and it's just to bring that energy every day at practice. Although it is taxing, I mean, it's just forever rewarding whenever you're successful. It seems like that... Uh... You guys d- didn't uh, take any time off after your uh, run in the tournament last year. I'm, I'm sure over the summer you guys were already probably thinking about, man, we've got a chance to do something special. And no doubt the, the work just kept on going. Absolutely. And we knew just, I mean, after having such a phenomenal season last year, although we were grateful, we just knew that we were so close. And it's just it's going to take us working that much harder this year. I mean, lacking height as we do, we knew it's going to take even more speed and even more intensity and just the scrappiness that we try to play with. But everyone has appeared to have bought into it pretty well, and we're seeing it kind of just play out this season. And I'm really excited about it. 14-1 and one on the season, and uh, we'll talk about that one a little bit in a moment. But first, I want to talk about you've already signed with Lenore Ryan. How important was that to you to get the recruiting thing behind you so you could just go and enjoy your senior season? That was definitely something that I wanted to do. I was just, if it, if everything worked out, I wanted to have the recruiting over with. I wanted to have made my decision so I could just focus on senior season that was in front of me and I just feel extremely blessed in that opportunity that I was able to be able to I was presented with a program like Lenore Ryan at an early time in which I had that opportunity and I just I couldn't be more excited for my future I'm just I'm I'm excited for every moment that I have with this basketball team right here but I'm also just blessed to know that I have four more years ahead of me and I just can't be more thankful for that it's always nice to know that uh, when basketball season ends, basketball doesn't end. That happens a lot for so many seniors across uh, the state and just in general. And, uh, you know, we talk about 
a lot of times in that specific area, you're in, you're in Buchanan, but in the I-79, north central area, you talk about from Clarksburg all the way up to Morgantown. Obviously, Morgantown is very good. University has been very good in the past and is pretty good right now. But a lot of those AA programs that dropped from AAA just a few years ago are very well known. And I'm talking about schools such as North Marion, Fairmont Senior, those types of schools. Um, North Marion is the only one that's been able to get you so far this year. What was different in that game from the rest of the games that you've played and won this year? You know, it's still one that just kind of um, carries along with us. It's a driving factor. But I just feel as if we went into that game and we knew the the kind of program North Marion had. We knew that they always bring it. They're very talented every year. But it just appeared as if that energy that makes us who we are was lacking that game. And although it was tough to deal with at first and we knew that it was just we didn't give our best effort that game. It was also it was that loss that also built us to know that we have to work hard every night, regardless of who we're playing. So it kind of built our character, and it allowed us just to learn that we need to get better. I mean, we should never be comfortable at number one, and we just need to continue to improve. So in all reality, it's helped us, although it still stinks to know that we got that one on the other side of our 14. Hannah McClung, senior guard for the Buchanan Upshur Buccaneers. Thanks so much for joining us, and wish you and your team the best of luck this season. Pretty sure that we'll probably get to speak again before the season's out. Thank you for having me. All right, and guys, before we go right back to the phones, and we, we will go to Mike Parrish in just a moment, but, uh, and Rick Marone's also in queue. We'll, we'll have him a little bit later on Who? tonight as well. Yeah, exactly right. But um, We'll finally get that score. Right, but... Um, <laughs> And, and Joe, I'll talk about this with you from a community standpoint. I know you come from a, a community that's tight knit, and the school means a whole lot right. to the to the pro or to the community in general. But Cannon is a little bit of a larger area, but still just the one high school there. But Cannon Upshur High School, and we've talked with Dylan Godet in the past about how this group, it's been known, was going to be good for a while, and now they're seeing that play out. It's just a very special time, not just for the kids, but for the community as a whole. You know, exactly. I mean, you got Weston, Buchanan, that, that corridor stretch across there, and that brings, you know, the whole region together. And, and that's a great atmosphere, I'm sure, for those communities to be able to come together like that. And, you know, we've seen it be successful in some areas and not so successful for merger schools, but Buchanan up to, you know, has got something special going on there right now. Certainly a, a great time up there. And, one team, though, has gotten them so far this year, and that was North Marion. Mike Parrish is the head coach of the Huskies. He joins us now on the program. And, uh, Coach, obviously we, we've just heaped a lot of praise upon Buchanan Upshur, and that's a team that your team beat by double figures on the road. That means a whole lot about how good your team is this year. Yeah, that was a team that gave us one of our losses last year, and they had a big celebration on our home court, and we talked about that going down there, and I think that sort of fired our girls up. And It's been a rivalry with us and Buchanan over the last four or five years, just doing the season and doing travel ball. And Girls are real familiar with each other, and it's always a highly competitive game, and both of us got together and played. And obviously does both of you a lot of good as well. Your team now 13-1 and on the season. And uh, for this ball club, for this particular ball club, because your program is good enough that I think there are expectations there, regardless of who's wearing the jersey. And uh, for this particular team, though, is this where you thought that they could be at this point in the season? Well, we lost five starters last year, and uh, a lot of people didn't really think we'd be as good as what we've been so far. And 
with the way we played last year, five in and five out, these five that are starting this year had a lot of experience last year. They played in a lot of big games, and we had a good off season. They got in the weight room. They did some uh, weightlifting with our football team that's uh, paid dividends with us, and uh, it's really helped us out. And These girls have stepped their game up to be the leaders now. Your team went on the road last weekend to Winfield. Um, that's a team that's um, you know, a pretty good ball club, and to be able to go on the road, you've beaten them at home already this year, but to go on the road and beat them by three in a, in a tight contest, um, that also is, uh, is good when you can kind of take your team into somewhere it might not be familiar with playing and to be able to go get a win. Yeah, it's uh, two good games for us there with Winfield. Davis ended up where we did last year in the semifinals, and it was a good hard-fought game when we played them at home, and it was an even tougher game down there, and it's good for these kids to get out on the road, get out of town, and uh, get a big win on the road against another top-10 team. The quality of basketball right in the general area where you are, and I'm talking about going up to um, Morgantown and then you know, obviously to Buchanan and uh, Fairmont and all places kind of in between, there is so much good basketball played in there, especially girls' high school basketball. It's played in there, and it's so competitive. And that's not even mentioning like Lincoln, for instance, down in Shinston, how good they have been in the past several years and are a, a dangerous-type team again this year. Um, how, I guess what I'm trying to say is how competitive is that, knowing that night in, night out, you're going to get somebody's best shot, and you have to give your best shot? Oh, yeah, you know, that's what I tell my kids going into every game. I said, it don't matter who you play, you got to be prepared because when you're on top, everybody's gunning for you, and all the teams in our conference, the top majority of them, they're all real good teams, have good programs, and we're all familiar with each other. We play each other during the season, during the three-week coaching period, and off-season, some of them play travel ball against each other. So, so we're real familiar with each other, and it's really competitive. And like I say, these girls play each other growing up, sometimes from grade school and middle school clear up through high school. So they, they develop some friendships and then some rivalries as we go. Mike Parrish, head coach of the Lady Huskies of North Marion High School. Thanks so much for joining us. Your ball club in action tomorrow at home against Robert C. Bird. Wish you guys the best of luck not only in that one, but throughout the rest of the season as well. All right. Thanks a lot. You guys do a good job. I greatly appreciate it. We're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, Rick Marone will join us on the phone. Also, Craig Dutton, WRRR in St. Mary's. Steve McComas, head coach of the Scott Skyhawks, will join us. Kate Allman from Parkersburg Catholic went over 1,000 points. We'll talk with him as well. A lot to get through when basketball Friday night in West Virginia continues. Not to mention our standout athlete of the week. After this. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. How about a chance to graduate from college not only with a diploma, but also prepared to thrive in an exciting, growing field? The Marshall University Sports Journalism Program might just be for you. The expansion of cable networks, the rise of sports-centered online platforms, and the continued thirst for local sports coverage make sports journalism a growth industry with jobs waiting for those who earn this degree. Your passion curiosity and charisma coupled with marshall university sports journalism training will equip you for success in a multi-billion dollar global industry so bring your abilities and the desire to be the eyes ears and life of the game to our huntington campus to learn the art of sports storytelling while covering the thundering herd 
We'll teach you how to go beyond the scores and statistics to tell compelling stories and accurately report breaking news across multiple media platforms. Marshall University's W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more about the exciting possibilities by visiting marshall.edu slash sojmc. Thanks for joining us tonight. We want you to become part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Don't forget, poll question. You've got the 11.45 for that. And we want you to join us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. A shout-out to our many new followers, including Cassie Wright, Virgil Lee Davis, Chris Way, Clayton B., Linda C. Gray, Jay Neely, Jackieson, Ricky Bailey, Lauren Friels. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. It is now 10.20 on the program. Ryan Epling alongside Joe Linville. Bill Cornwell is in studio with us tonight. Also joining us now is our special um, correspondent, Luke Creasy. And Luke is here to introduce us to this week's Standout Athlete of the Week. Well, it's a name that several people around the state might already know if they follow high school basketball boys. Drew Williamson, a senior at Chapmanville Regional High School. Dangerous jump shot. He's a dangerous scorer. Over 20, over 30 a couple times already. And he's taken a major role as a leader on that team in the absence of some significant talent lost last year. And it's a Chapmanville team that reached the AA state title game uh, last season for the first time after making the state tournament for the first time just a couple years earlier. And uh, this is a, a young man, though, that last name carries a lot of weight, especially when you talk about you might not associate with Chapmanville from a distance, but you just might, down the road. Maybe you might think hearts with this one. Yeah, just a, a freaky athletic family. Talk about his dad, Andy Paul, who played basketball here for uh, the Marshall Thundering Herd. Uh, his sister, older sister, Andy Williamson, a future Hall of Famer here at Marshall, Herd softball. Her name's all over the record books there. And his brother, Paul, played at WVU for a little bit and then transferred to UC. So just a lot of athletic uh, talent, a lot of expectations coming uh, out of that family with the name Williamson. It, it carries a lot of weight in the sports realm. And it carries a lot of weight, but it's also something that he kind of accepts and um, not just accepts, but you know, takes it as a challenge to, to meet those standards. Yeah, after the loss to Fairmont Senior in the state championship, he came back this year and said, you know, anything less than a state championship is going to be a disappointment to this team. He realizes that he's a big piece of that team and uh, his leadership and, and continued work ethic goes a long way. And he is a very humble young man to boot. And Luke has more now with our standout athlete of the week, senior Drew Williamson of Chapmanville Regional High School. Chapmanville's Drew, Williams. Chapmanville's Drew Williamson helped guide the Tigers to their first-ever boys' state championship game this past season. But his continued work in the wake of such success is what makes Williamson this week's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia standout athlete of the week. Brazilian soccer legend Pele once said, Success is no accident. It's hard work, studying, sacrifice, and most of all, love of what you're doing. 
Williamson's drive to be better than he was the previous day comes from a message handed down to him by his father, Andy Paul. You can never be satisfied. That's what my dad always tells me. He says, never be satisfied with how good you are. So I really take that to heart a lot. Like, I don't want to ever want to be satisfied. I want to reach my full potential. And even wherever I'm there, I still want to keep on going. Paul said it's a message from which his son has drawn inspiration throughout his high school basketball career. The person who says, well, you know, I'm happy to be where I'm at. I'm content. Well, then you're finished. It's time to move on to something else. In saying those words, I think he understood completely what that meant because, you know, he works hard, is doing good and making his shots. He would continue to go to the gym and even work harder. So when I was young, my dad would give my brother speeches in the truck after his game. about He would tell him what he thought he needed to do, and he would just tell him ways he thought he could be a better player. And then I started listening to it, so it really started impacting me at a young age. And now, I mean, sometimes my dad gives me them speeches, and I try to give to other kids. That message was reinforced by other coaches who Williamson played for prior to Chapmanville Regional High School. One of his current coaches, Coach Ashley Dalton, said it's a culture the area has constructed. And it starts in middle school with us because you've got you know, the Hearts program, of course, and the Chapmanville program. And both coaches instill that as the kids come up. And as they move on up to the, uh, the high school and the varsity level, Coach Napper don't settle for anything less. Uh, you know, they know it's an expectation that uh, that, that we have there. And, you know, it's uh, a program that we're building, and, you know, we expect nothing but the best. As most who play this game, Williamson finds no joy in defeat, but only that it provides him with a reason to work harder. You know, it was just like it didn't matter how bad it was or if he lost by one or by 20, Drew didn't like losing. So the next day in practice, he was that kid that was the first one in the gym, first one to step up. And, you know, he didn't expect to lose the same way anymore. That's probably what we're most proud of. You know, you set goals and you do not stop until you achieve what you want. For Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, I'm Special Correspondent Luke Creasy. Luke, and unfortunately we will not have Drew Williamson on the program tonight. Uh, we talked about the illness that's kind of going through. He had a, a family illness that he's having to tend to. It's not him. Um we don't believe it to be serious in terms of uh, real serious, so we're certainly hoping for the best for uh, he and his family tonight as well. And uh, Unfortunately, he couldn't join us. And uh, we just lost Rick Marone, so uh, we won't have him on the program. Yeah, we were going to go to Rick, too. It's easy to say that when he's just been taken. He's probably on the road. Cue, right? I mean, <laughs> no. he's, he's played at Cameron tonight, which is, you know, up uh, northern Panhandle. Northern Panhandle, Panhandle up, yeah, yeah, up past Moundsville, so. Uh, he's been he's been doing that. So um, tell you what, let's just go right ahead and let's go back to the phones. And over the course of the past week, um, a young man from Parkersburg Catholic went over the 1,000 point mark for his career. His name is Kate Ullman. He's a junior for the Crusaders. He joins us now on the program. And Kate, welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Hi, thanks for having me. And Breaking the 1,000-point barrier during your junior year is obviously a great achievement, but uh, just tell me, first off, when you realized you were close to that milestone and then what it felt like to, to get the bucket that, that put you over the top. Well, the funny thing is, I guess everybody knew except for me. They didn't <laughs> let me know. I guess they just wanted me to play my game. And I, I, uh, I needed 24, I guess, uh, going into the game and, I drove the lane to the left, and I went into the kid and finished, and the buzzer sounded, and I was like, what the heck's going on? And I went, and they gave me a ball, and I went and ran over and gave it to my mom. It was a pretty cool moment. 
that would I mean I can only imagine as a player you know not expecting something like that and the shock of you know of being given a, a team ball what did what did that feel like for you I mean it was a awesome feeling it was a obviously a great accomplishment I mean junior year doing a junior year and like most people don't like feel that all four years and I just it was a very like overwhelming experience but I still like try to stay humble through the process your ball club uh, is one that has also had some success as well and uh, coming off of a victory tonight over Williamstown tell me about that game I mean Williamstown's a tough team they can shoot real well they got a nice big hit calling her right but uh, Coach Ricola always puts us in the right uh, situation to win and we came out and defended well and did our thing on offense and we got a good W over them. So now your ball club will be back in action uh, next week. Um, you'll be playing uh, at Charleston Catholic and also then a home game with Ritchie County the next night and the next Friday, Wheeling Central. So uh, you'll be playing in Charleston on a Tuesday and in Wheeling on a Friday. So it should be a, a lot of fun for you and a, a lot of travel here coming up. Uh, the 9-5 and five Crusaders taking the show on the road a couple of times. Uh, this week, Kate Allmaner Jr., congratulations again on reaching the 1,000-point mark and uh, certainly wish you and your team the best all throughout the remainder of the season. Thank you. Appreciate right. having me. All right. Once again, that's Parkersburg Catholic Jr., Kate Allman, member of the 1,000-point club. Let's go right back to the phones to Steve McComas, head coach of the Scott Skyhawks, joining us now on Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. And, Coach McComas, first off, thanks for your time tonight. And I know it's uh, coming off of a, of a tough home loss for your ball club, but I uh, certainly appreciate you taking time to join us tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, Coach, first of all, I want to I reflect back to that Nitro game earlier in the week. Your guys come out uh, – and, and let me say this, Scott has no seniors on the team, so they're a very young ball club. Uh, but you, your guys come out and played with intensity, played some great teamwork uh, against a very tough Nitro. Uh, your thoughts on that game? Uh, yeah, we played very well that game. You know, we, we played with intensity. You hit it right on the head. We took care of the ball. Our biggest uh, Achilles heel this year is we can't uh, – one game we'll have 10 turnovers, one game we'll have 25. We were very inconsistent. And that goes with having no seniors on the team, I think, Joe. Right. Um, we've uh, very inconsistent. We need somebody to step up. I keep waiting for somebody to step up and be that leader, and it's uh, it's just not there yet. Of course, so you've you know, you're, and you're starting to really get into some tough games. You got Mingo Central coming up at home. You've got Logan on the road. Uh, Polka is an you know improved from earlier in the season. Charleston Catholic. Your schedule doesn't get any earlier. How do you continue to pound in day in and day out with your players? You know, keep it up, boys. It will pay off. Well, it's uh, it's it's tough. You know, you need to get a few wins uh, to come along with that. I mean. Uh, it, we definitely got to get a couple wins here and there. We, we need to beat, beat one of these teams that nobody thinks we're going to get beat us to give us some confidence. I mean, I think that's that's really key in us uh, uh, improving. Uh, we see improvement in practice and daily, but, you know, it, we just don't execute all the time. Uh, like I said, when you uh, – I hate to keep harping that we're young, but when you start two sophomores and uh, – your top two coming off the bench is another sophomore and a junior. It's a, it's a interesting at times for sure. 
Hey, hey, when you're young, you're young. That's just that's just what the it ball is. Bounces. Absolutely. And uh, your ball club back in action tomorrow at Lincoln County. And uh, certainly wish you and the Skyhawks the best of luck, Coach. And it was also, I want to say, it was nice meeting you uh, this fall. You caught me off guard down in Madison. I didn't really get a chance. I was like, oh, what? but um, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. it, it was good. To, it was good to meet you then as well. Yep, we appreciate uh, what you guys do, and it's a good to keep up with uh, with what y'all have going there. And thanks for sharing Joe with us. <laughs> yeah. That's Steve that was no said. comment yeah. one, right? <laughs> you know you know we appreciate it though we certainly appreciate uh steve mccombs head coach of the scott skyhawks we'll step aside and take a break we'll come back we'll talk to zach green head coach of the logan boys what a great couple of games there tonight and some more coming up tomorrow also we'll talk with craig dutton wrrr in st mary's and we'll get a scoreboard for you a little bit later on that's when basketball friday night in west virginia continues we are halfway through the season the season that's right Stay tuned on the Fast Race Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Many places to watch basketball Friday night. We're on great radio stations, too, throughout the Mountain State. Just click our affiliates page at the bottom of basketballnight.com to find the station nearest you. You can watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to basketballnight.com. Just click to watch. On Facebook Live, go to the RSN Sports Facebook page, and you can watch us on Facebook Live. Of course, we're on Periscope, Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. And we're on Suddenlink Network West Virginia statewide. We're also on Comcast Channel 25 in the Huntington area. Many places to watch, and we want you to send all the photographs you can of your team, players, even your coaches. Send them to us on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. If you want to send them to us by Facebook or Instagram, Go to the RSN Sports Network page, or you can send them by email to scores at basketballnight.com. Scores at basketballnight.com. Give us your best picks of your team and your fans and become part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We want to thank everyone who has joined us as new followers this week. Got a big list this week, including Reese Stevenson, William Brooks, Dylan, Charlie Hagley, Gina Neville, Colin, Joe Priest, Malin, Jasmine, Lash Sins, Xavier Carruthers, Sports Talk Line Tonight, Grave Digger, Mike Anthony, Jaden Henry, Jimmy Morgan Jr., Trenton Barnhart, Jared Schweitzer, Winfield Boys Basketball. high school basketball around the mountain state you're listening to basketball friday night in west virginia on the fast break sports network now back to your hosts bill cornwell joe linville and ryan epling 10 34 on this basketball friday night in west virginia ryan epling bill cornwell joe linville with you happy to have you with us here on basketball friday night in west virginia and when you talk about a, a basketball and a you know 
Yeah, probably not any really any night of the week. But when you talk about basketball in West Virginia, one of the great venues is the Logan Fieldhouse, Willie Acres Arena. It is home to the King Cole Classic uh, tonight and tomorrow. Zach Green is the head coach of the Logan Wildcats. They picked up a very nice victory tonight over Wyoming East. Coach Green, first off, congratulations on your win tonight. Thank you, guys. Your ball club uh, picking up the win over Wyoming East. Let, we'll talk about that more in a moment, but I want to talk about just the King Cole Classic in general and getting to have a lot of programs make their way into Logan to uh, play in that spectacular venue. Um, we talked a lot about the Williamson Fieldhouse with the Hatfield-McCoy shootout, but Logan Fieldhouse is right there with it, neck and neck. Well, yeah, um, we, we feel like uh, the the Logan Fieldhouse, Willie Acres Arena, is kind of the uh, the jewel of Southern West Virginia. You know, there's so much history and 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 so many um, big games and and moments that that, that have um, kind of defined basketball in Southern West Virginia have happened in our arena, and it's uh, we're very fortunate to have uh, a community that has continued to keep it up and and build on it and and you know uh, very fortunate coach you had a couple uh, great games there to, to kick off the king Cole classic tonight uh the uh, tug valley ravenswood game was exciting it went back and forth and then uh, as we we're just talking about your game as well how was the atmosphere of the crowd on hand tonight um, it's pretty good you know uh tug valley travels well um and and um wyoming east travels well you know and, and so we had a nice crowd all night uh uh, I went into the locker room in the third, end of the third, beginning of the fourth, to talk to my guys um, while the uh, the Ravenswood and Tug Valley game was was going on. And I went in, and and Ravenswood was up six when I went in, and when I came out, Tug Valley was up six. So <laughs> it was uh, it was a great game to watch. You know, that's that's two of the premier single A teams in the state, and uh, they're both really well coached and have good players. So. Um, very good atmosphere tonight and, and great games to watch. Coach, as a part of your tournament, I was watching a little bit of that game online. Uh, I noticed the blue and gold table was up on the stage. Did you have, like, suites that you rented out tonight to watch the game? <laughs> uh, no, actually what we do uh, for the King Cole Classic, which has been going on for about 10 years, and uh, Mark Hatcher started that, him and Mike Stone. Um, and uh, when, when teams come in, um, we, we feed them, we give them shirts. Um, you know, it's, we, we want to create a, a really um, different type of atmosphere with the King Cole Classic. And, you know, when, when Cole was in full swing, we did uh, a lot of different things um, with that, you know, uh, taking teams to the movies and to trips to the coal mines and stuff like that. And that's what, uh, you know, Coach Hatcher would do. And, and um, so we're, we're – it, it kind of declined a little bit with the declining cold, but we're starting to pick it back up, and, and we're going to um, continue to try to build on it and, and make it a, a really special event. Coach Greenville Cornwell here. Uh, uh, obviously, you're, you're hosting your own little event here, but uh, I looked at your schedule, and you've been you're involved in other events, and you know, it seems like uh, you guys must like these to, because they're, they're more than just a game. Uh, you're kind of involved. It's almost tournament like. It kind of gets you ready for postseason. It, Absolutely, it's uh, it, it's very tournament-like. It gets you in that sort of atmosphere where other teams are playing around you, and and um, you know we've, we we went down to Williamson and played in that one, and um, we, we also try to do a little bit, you know, scheduling our games, uh, three games in five days. We kind of want to 
um, simulate as much as we can a tournament atmosphere with our schedule and the things that we do. Coach, an 11-point win over a very good Wyoming East team tonight, and that was on the heels of a very tough loss earlier this week, a 16-point loss at Mingo Central. Um, your ball club had been playing better of late before that Mingo Central game. What happened in that one, and then what were you able to fix in the course of the last three days before tonight's big victory over the Warriors? Well, you know, uh, at Mingo um, – we had been doing some things well against other teams, and, and I, I had a gut feeling that we couldn't do it against Mingo, but I wanted to try some different things against Mingo, and, and um, we got down early, and, and listen, I've watched Mingo probably play five or six times this year, and, and they shot and played as well as I've seen them play all year, and, and we've, we played really bad, guys. We, we missed probably ten layups in that game, I mean, point-blank layups, was just a, a really bad night for us, and um, you know, um, after the game, uh, we talked with the kids, put it behind us. Uh, we took them out. Uh, the next day, we went to the movies and kind of just had a day where, you know, we had camaraderie and, and weren't screaming and yelling at them, <laughs> spending time with them. And, and um, you know, uh, we came out tonight and, and played really well. Our ball movement was good. Um, we rebounded well. Uh, we, we played like how we should be playing um, at this point in the season. Hey, Coach, you got some really talented players on your team. How tough is it to get these guys to play team ball? I mean, looking at the stats tonight, Arley had 36 points. Uh, you know, we all know he's a good ball player, but but he's not the only good ball player you have on your team either. No, we, we, we have a, a, a slew of guys that, that can play that are really athletic. We're a super athletic, big team, um, you know, but – that doesn't always translate into wins, you know. Uh, like tonight, we um, during the final stretch of the game, we were uh, the four guards that I was rotating in were two freshmen, two sophomore. You know, my my big kids and, and my athletes are, are older, but uh, my my whole crew of guards really is really young. So they're they're adapting to a lot of things and they're learning a lot of things. And um, you know, we we've had a lot of ups and downs, but guys, we've we've played a schedule that eight out of our thirteen games have been against the top ten teams. So. Um, you know that that's what I wanted, and and we want to challenge those guys early, and and um, we're learning and, and going to continue to get better. Coach Zach Green of the Logan Wildcats, another full day tomorrow of basketball at the Fieldhouse. Yes, we have a full slate tomorrow um, at two thirty. We've got uh, our middle school versus Polka Middle School, um, who, um, from what I've been told, have a, a really special eighth grader that. Um, resembles Luke Frampton a lot and his style of play and stuff, so we're anxious to get to watch those guys play. Then at 4 o'clock we have um, Huntington Prep versus Beckley Prep, uh, which is going to be a really special game. We're really excited to, to get those guys to the field house and, and play there. Um, then we've got uh, the Logan girls are going to face the Westside girls, um, which will be a very good game. I think that was a five-point game at Westside, so that, that's going to be an exciting game. And then uh, we play Grafton at 7 o'clock, and then um, the nightcap at 8.30 is GW versus Ambassador Christian. Should be a lot of fun. Coach Zach Green of the Logan Wildcats, who defeated Wyoming East tonight in the King Cole Classic. Thanks so much for joining us. Best wishes to you and your ball club. Thank you, Thank you guys. All right, and we, again, appreciate Coach Green uh, calling in tonight. Also, we'll talk with Tara Malone in just a minute um, of Magnolia High School. But right now, let's go to Craig Dutton, WRRR in St. Mary's. And uh, 
Craig, unfortunately, scheduling conflicts kept you guys from being in a studio with us tonight. <laughs> calling you out right yeah, now. Just, just right immediately. There. Just immediately What's calling that? you out. I said, I'm just immediately calling you out on that. Because they promised to visit. <laughs> Might as well take care of it now. <laughs> right, yeah. No, don't want to leave that hanging out there. You were supposed to be here tonight, and you're not. No, that's all right. No, no, I had conflicts there, but no, I, we're planning on coming back down next month. Maybe we'll get a whole caravan of people to join us again. Maybe get Brandon Gregory and a few others maybe to join us up to get a hold of them and see if we want to do like we did last year. But we always enjoy getting to see the studio down there. Uh, I, I tell you what, it's been uh, it's been an interesting week. I've got to see a lot of good teams from Region 4 uh, play this week. I saw um, had a broadcast of Williamstown Tyler Girls on Monday night. And that was a game where Tyler Consolidated came back and, you know, played a very good, played very well in the second half, you know, match for match on the points. It just, at the very end, Tyler, their height of the game was a three point shot that got him back within one. And then they get the delay of game called a second time for the evening. So then it's a technical, and Williamstown had two free throws that made it back to a three point game from that point on. You know, Williamstown regained momentum. You know, just one little mistake led to them getting the victory over Tyler. And Tyler's in a weird spot now because there's not many more regional games in Region 1 for them to gain, and I feel that's kind of hurt them. And then I got to see Parkersburg Catholic last night, who is now still undefeated with the win over Williamstown tonight, um, if I'm correct, in girls' play. They, um, they, they defeated St. Mary's handedly on the road. Uh, that Catholic girls squad is something to watch for in the coming years. I, I think this is a good year for them. I don't know if they're at the level of playing St. Joe's, you know, at their game yet, but they've got some, they've got some young, young ladies who are going to be working their way through that system here soon. Uh, that really looked good for Coach Marty Veerheller. And you mentioned you saw some of the Region 4 teams. I know that uh, that was uh, something that we were kind of looking forward to getting your take on from last yeah. week. Um, Tell us about uh, a little bit of what you saw uh, later on in the week. Because we actually had a week where weather wasn't a factor. Yeah, oh, it, it played a huge, uh, huge, a huge factor in everything. I mean, getting all these games in, you know, we, we have that flex period at the end of the season. You know, I, I feel at times it hurts teams whenever you don't have a lot of games going into your sectional. But right now teams are playing very good ball. you got, you got to wonder about that if it's going to, affect them once they get to that point in the season where there's a big... To accept and set message option. One. To replay, Uh press two. Uh Uh-oh. To erase and re-record, press three. Uh Uh-oh. That's a problem. You know what? Craig, we appreciate you talking with us. (laughs) We're going to have to let you go. And uh, we'll go (laughs) to a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Tara Malone of Magnolia High School. And... um, yeah, we'll do all that when we come back here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit us at basketballnight.com. Congratulations tonight to Drew Williamson, Chapmanville Tigers. Drew joins Jaden Lindsay, Jacob Clark, Cole Honaker, Sidney Nestor, Isaiah Morgan, 
Deja Busby. What they have in common is they were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. Have someone remarkable on your team? Did you have an athlete make an outstanding play? You can nominate your team's players to become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Each week we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Every Friday night we select a Standout Athlete of the Week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com, click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab. We'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Check it out, basketballnight.com. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. The Mountain State's voice for all things high school basketball. Don't forget, it's the Daily Hoops Roundup, part of basketballnight.com. Every day, we recap the day's scores for you on all teams in West Virginia. We send followers a tweet at midnight with a link to Daily Hoops Roundup. You can also visit basketballnight.com and just click on the Daily Hoops Roundup for all the day's scores. We want you to become part of our score reporting crew, too. Join us on Twitter and at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. You can send us scores by Twitter, text, or email, and we'll make that part of our daily hoops roundup. teams check out basketballnight.com now back to basketball friday night in west virginia with bill cornwell joe linville and ryan epling 10:48 on this basketball friday night in west virginia ryan epling alongside joe linville bill cornwell happy to have you along again if you're looking for scores go to basketballnight.com or check us out on twitter at hoops underscore roundup i also want to mention that if you have a standout athlete of the week that you want to nominate, go to basketballnight.com. Uh, you can nominate through that website. Unfortunately, we will not have Drew Williamson on the program tonight. He wasn't able to join us due to a family commitment. And um, But, um, again, you can nominate your student for student athlete of the week uh, at basketballnight.com. Once you nominate them, they stay in the pool. It's not like a one-week thing where you have to renominate them each week. Uh, we, we keep them in the pool to choose from. And so um, definitely uh, would like to get some more nominations in here as we uh, head down the stretch of the season to the second half of the season. And also, if you'd like to see your school on our set, send us a jersey. Yes. Boys, girls, doesn't make any difference. Sit. We've got a nice new set here. We'd love to add your school's jersey to our collection. The neat thing is that we actually have changed sets over the, during the um, – during this season, actually, not before it, but you can't really tell because it looks so similar. But it, there are it is a different set, and uh, we, we certainly appreciate uh, the work that Mike Stanley does in behind the scenes in creating this. And uh, so, definitely send us a jersey. We, we would love to get more on here. I need to get a need to get a Wayne jersey in here, and need to get the Paul Paul shirt back. But nonetheless, <laughs> Wes McKinney, W A E Y in Princeton joins us now on the program. The Tigers picked up a 10-point win tonight over Lincoln County, and Wes, a good win tonight for Princeton. 
Yeah, guys. Uh, I'm just curious if anyone has seen Lincoln County play because they are extremely fun to watch. They play a lot of up and down, shoot a lot of threes. They get a lot of back cut and a lot of curl cut motion off off their offense as well. Really, really fun team to watch. I was not expecting that at all tonight to just watch how fast that game was played. And Lincoln County, really, guys. I mean, I know they're you know not a not a powerhouse in Double A, but they. They created a lot of problems for Princeton, especially uh, through about the first 20 minutes of the game. But Princeton went on a 10-0 run right before halftime to get a six-point lead and then really built on that lead um, in the second half over the final three, four minutes of the uh, of the third quarter. But, yeah, very impressed by Lincoln County tonight. But the difference tonight for Princeton was their front court play. Uh, Kyron Kennedy, who's really emerged here since the start of 2018, uh, he missed the last uh, handful of games in 2017 because of an injury um, to his wrist. But Kyron Kennedy's really emerged a double-double the other night uh, against James Monroe. He had 18 points, nine rebounds tonight, 16 of those 18 in the second half. Ethan Parsons, just a freshman, came off the bench, scored 10 points. Eight of his 10 came in the second quarter. So, yeah, Princeton got a lot of contributions tonight. If you would have turned Ernie Gilliard, his team was going to score 67 points. And Cade Fix and Drew Hopkins, his two junior guards, would be held both below 10 points. I think he would take that and run with it 10 times out of 10. Hey, Wes, it's Joe Lenville. And I have seen Lincoln County play a couple of different teams this year. I played, watched them play uh, Scott and Madison, then on the road at Mann. Uh, I like the way you described them. I kind of called them like a scrappy team. But they really hustle and, uh, and got some pretty decent talent on the team. Yeah, I I can't remember Joe what the final turnover margin or the final turnover count for Princeton was, but at halftime Princeton was shooting something crazy like sixty one or sixty two percent, but they had fourteen turnovers, and, and and they really caused havoc for Princeton. Princeton just is more they play under control, they run their sets, they'll get out and run when they can. But Princeton's a half court oriented team that looks for high percentage looks, and tonight Lincoln County sped Princeton up, and you can just see the frustration from the Tigers. In the first quarter, I mean, to kind of put in perspective what Lincoln County does um, to you, I guess, is back in the day, um, well, not back in the day, but about eight, ten years ago, whenever VMI was getting up and down the floor, running a lot, um, getting in the pressure, a lot of threes, it's almost that kind of style of basketball, not to that degree, but just how fast they play. I mean, they're constantly getting really good looks, but only off of like two or three passes. One thing that I, I can say, too, is that I saw a Lincoln County team then about 10 years or so ago now, um, backdoor cut off pace, like you mentioned. It's not like it's the Princeton style of offense where it's pass, 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 cut. It was just pass, cut, boom, and beat Huntington at Huntington in a sectional game when uh, Lincoln County was AAA. So uh, I've, seen, I've seen them do that in the past. <laughs> that uh, They're definitely one of the better uh, – one of the more fun, like you said, sneaky fun team to watch. Yeah, right. Now, for Princeton, uh, was to come up with a game uh, this coming week at home against Nicholas County, and then uh, the Big Atlantic Classic coming up uh, next week, and a really tall task in the uh, opening round of that. Right. Princeton's won three straight now. It's not been against the world beaters, but, you know, I mean, getting a win at Mount View is always tough. Princeton did that last Friday night to get the win at James Monroe. Um, on Wednesday night, I think the way they did it was more impressive on Wednesday night, just not beating James Monroe, but doing it the style they did on scoring 89 points and, and playing up and down at Linside. And then tonight against what I said was a, a surprisingly 
talented and, and well put together Lincoln County team and Princeton a chance to get their fourth straight win and guys I've been doing this for five years for Princeton and I can't remember them ever winning four games in a row so I, I know it's not against the greatest competition in the world it's not against the MSAC teams that Princeton you know had been going up against in, in previous years but this is a big deal I think if Princeton gets this win Tuesday night because very tall task, as you mentioned, Ryan, playing university, or at least we think they're playing university next Friday night uh, at the Armory in Beckley. That's obviously a big, tall task. And then, you know, it looks like Princeton's uh, going to get potentially either Woodrow Wilson or Hampshire, you know, two very quality and with, you know, a Woodrow Wilson, an excellent AAA team on Saturday. So, yeah, Princeton's going to put their big boy pants on here, you know, after Tuesday night against Nicholas County. And I know Nicholas County is – you know, I mean, they're talented as well. So Princeton better better get ready for a big week next week. Actually, we can we can kind of update you. We they've made some changes in the schedule. That's this is Bill Cornwell, by the way. Apparently, uh, they got you with Parkersburg, and then you you might either get uh, Martinsburg or uh, Greenbrier East. Oh wow! Yeah, they. I, I, <laughs> I Surprise! The update, like <laughs> yeah. I know they changed that schedule. They changed that schedule a couple of times. Um, but you know, I mean. I think that Parkersburg would be a great test for Princeton, you know, just as, you know, just as university would be. I mean, I, like I know Parkersburg maybe has not lived up to the expectation they expected to this year. Um, you know, a, a very, a very, very good basketball team. And I know the last two years they played in the MSAC, Parkersburg just straight up dominated Princeton. So, you know, I mean, if Princeton was to play Parkersburg next Friday, that would be, that would be a great matchup for Princeton. And I think it would really, you know, really give Princeton a good barometer. Hey, you know, are we, you know, are we here? You know, are we someplace where we want to get to? You know, I think that would be a great, great test for Princeton against Parkersburg. Yeah, that is, in fact, the uh, the latest schedule, and that is now on basketballnight.com for the Big Atlantic Classic. And also, um, Parkersburg just beat Beckley tonight, by the way. So, um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's the tall order coming at. There you, you go. Pick one, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, no kidding, guys. No kidding. Yeah, that would be yeah. Wow, that's yeah. I I've not seen that score yet. That wow. Okay. Choose wow. your poison. Okay, yeah. uh, Wes McKinney, W A E Y, and Preston. Always a pleasure, Wes. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. I always like to surprise Wes or whomever. or anybody but, for that guy. Uh, but I, I think it's almost we, we are getting updates for that tournament on the fly. Right. From, I mean, they're they're flying in from Beckley. Yeah, and they're like on flying eagles. There you go. <laughs> they, you know, we grounded at the Parkersburg Fieldhouse. Yeah, you know, we were tr- having trouble getting it, and now they, ch- you know, release it, then change it, and keeps everybody on their toes. <laughs> hey, uh, I, w- I do want to say at the top of the hour because we're getting ready to go to break. We will have Taryn Malone uh, to talk about Magnolia High School and to talk about uh, an upcoming event there. We will also have John Haynes, head coach of the Kaiser Golden Tornado Boys team, that will both be on immediately after the break at the top of the hour again for scores basketballnight.com at hoops underscore roundup there are so many we will get you one more scoreboard though tonight uh one more full scoreboard update uh, but again two hours in the books one to go the fastest three hours in radio are moving right along this is basketball friday night in west virginia along the fast break sports network Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Every Friday night from 9 to midnight, we're the home for high school basketball in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. 
Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates. We want to thank Suddenlink and Network West Virginia for carrying us statewide. Also, a thank you to Comcast carrying us in the Huntington region on Channel 25 and RSN Sports Network broadcasting us on Facebook Live. You can listen on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including 103.7, Jack FM, WQWV and Fisher, Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX and Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY, Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHM, LP, Ravenswood, Ripley, Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG in Middleburn, Talk Radio WRNR, Martinsburg, 7.40 a.m., 106.5 FM. Classic Hits 106, WHFI Linside, 106.7 FM. 95, The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 9.50 a.m., 101.9 FM, and 12.90 a.m., WVOW Logan. Light Rock, 93R, WRRR St. Mary's, 93.9 FM. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD in Hinton, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP, Edmond, Beckley, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP in Clay, and Marshall University's flagship station, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. It is 11 o'clock, final hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Coming your way here on the Fastway Sports Network, right up alongside of Bill Cornwell and Joe Linville. Happy to have you along with us, as always. This is the 26th day of 2018, already January 26th. It's just, again, things fly by. Um, week eight for this program of season five. Uh, if you do the math, that's a lot. Um, we've had we've been on the on the on the air for a lot of hours overall, um, but that's that's for neither here nor there. I'm really not going anywhere with that. Just kind of one of those thoughts that went out loud. Anyway, um, Taryn Malone of Magnolia High School will be with us in a moment. John Haynes, head coach of Kaiser, will be with us in a moment as well. I, We'll also have our resident referee, Bo Anderson. This last hour is also full. We'll have Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal. Uh, we will have our poll question of the night, as well as the results of last week's or this past week's poll question. And we'll also have the very latest power ratings as well. And we'll get you another full scoreboard a little bit later on in this hour as well. So uh, still, jam-packed hour. Uh, of, uh, of high school basketball as we celebrate high school basketball through the Mountain State here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We go back to the phones. Taryn Malone is a Magnolia High School sports journalist. He joins us now 
on the program, or Taryn joins us on the program. Taryn, welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Good evening. Thanks for having me. All right, and you've got um, a big day coming up with the 10th annual Magnolia Rotary Challenge. Uh, tomorrow starts bright and early at 11.30 with a girls game, but uh, two girls games and then four boys games tomorrow, a full day of basketball for people who enjoy the sport in the New Martinsville area. Yeah, quite a full day indeed. Um, there's six games, like you just mentioned, and it's just going to be full of uh, fun high school basketball action. Um, you have the Payne City Wildcats taking on the Bells, uh, taking on Bellsville at 11.30 a.m., and then you have the Valley Wetzel girls team taking on uh, Magnolia for the girls basketball team at 1.15, and then switching over to boys at 3 p.m., where we're, Madonna will be playing Williamstown. And then at 4.45, you'll be having Monroe Central, a local Ohio team, taking on the Tyler Consolidated Silver Knights. That will be at 4.45. Excuse me. At 6.30, uh, another boys basketball game with another two local teams, Payton City Wildcats and Ritchie County. And then finishing out the evening with uh, Wheeling Central and Magnolia at 8 o'clock. And Taryn, correct me if I'm wrong, you are a junior at Magnolia High School, correct? Correct. And you're wanting to get into sports journalism. And, uh, you know, before we get too much into basketball, we, we are all in some form or fashion within journalism and within sports journalism. What, what is kind of steering you toward that path at this point in your life? Um, it, it's just um, I haven't been a part of uh, a lot of athletic or extracurricular activities and I just discovered in my freshman year hey since I'm not going to be participating in this stuff why not broadcast it why not um, share it with everyone and then that's when I got into the journalism program and um, the program has built up over the past three years now and uh, we're making it quite better we started up a online radio program which I'm a host of sports talk line tonight it's a um, online basketball thing that I started up and um, Channel 4 News which is our um, high school uh, news broadcast Hey there, there's a saying you know you have a dream you figure out a way to get to it and then you follow it I think we heard that from the governor last week uh, about this program and that, that certainly <laughs> applies to you as well and um, so for, for Magnolia this year uh, there's a lot of tradition in sports at Magnolia, be it football, baseball, and obviously basketball as well. And the basketball team, the boys' basketball team, isn't quite as good as it has been in recent years. Are we talking about a young basketball team? Or are we talking about a team that's kind of building up for uh, another good, solid run in the upcoming years? Um, we, we have a mixture of both, uh, a young team and then a, built, a team building up. Uh, four and seven Magnolia. We've only won four games so far this season. That being um, over Preston High School and uh, Ritchie County and uh, the Payne City Wildcats this, earlier this week and then last night uh, at Valley Wetzel. Um, been quite an interesting start to the season over the past two months, but it's not looking too well for the Blue Eagles, especially for tomorrow. Um, big matchup against Wheeling Central. 
hey, hang in there with them. Again, that's a tradition-rich program in multiple sports and has been for a long time, and you only get to go through high school once. Tara Malone, uh, junior at Magnolia High School, thanks for joining us tonight, and uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to talk some basketball again a little bit on, later on down the road. All right, thanks for having me. The young man handled himself very well. Hey, we can have him come down to Huntington and maybe uh, guest with us sometime. Hey, you know, Mars University has a good sports journalism program. Hint, hint. Just saying. <laughs> it really does. We're recruiting. Yeah. You know, we're allowed to do that here. Um, as long as, I mean, again, there are various journalism programs within the state that are also right. very good at other schools, too, uh, throughout West Virginia. But, um I put this Bill, one Bill, up against Bill and, I, Bill and I happen to come from this one. Right, but uh, but there's a good one. WVU, obviously. Uh, Concord's got a good one. Yes. And, West and, Virginia State's got a good one. Yep. And, but, you know, Bill and I prefer this one. And uh, That's uh, no, not a problem. Right. Uh, uh, so, you know, um, again, we appreciate uh, Marshall University for allowing us the space here. This is fantastic what they do for us. Um, let's go back to the phones now and – Let's talk to John Haynes. He is the head coach of the Kaiser boys basketball team, the Golden Tornado. Um, and uh, Coach, first off, welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thank you very much. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, I know it's a dif- difficult night after a difficult loss. Um, your team is 6-6 six and six on the season. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, always a tough uh, situation when your ball club takes on the uh, the teams in your area. And when I say your area, I'm talking about Frankfurt is good within Mineral County, but then also the Cumberland schools such as Fort Hill, Maryland. Uh, but 6-6 six and six coming into tonight on the season. Uh, tell me a little bit about how that game went tonight uh, for your ball club. Uh, like you said, um a lot of you all out in the West and around the state don't know about the area, our area much because of the Maryland schools, but I think us playing a tough schedule prepares us to play and hopefully get seated better down the road. But uh, tonight we just came out flat. We had one dude, injury was out, and he was on a recruiting visit. But uh, the kids hung in there at Fort Hill. I give Pat uh, Burner, the coach there at Fort Hill, a lot of props. He had the team ready, and I didn't have my team ready, but uh, I'll get them better and have them ready down the season. Well, your ball club, as I mentioned, now six and seven on the year, but uh, went through a stretch of, of games where you beat Tucker County on the road, you beat Petersburg in overtime, uh, you beat Hampshire by 10, and beat Berkeley Springs all at home. Um, your ball club has shown signs that it can be a formidable foe and can be a very difficult team come postseason right uh we did go on that winning streak and the kids were playing hard we just uh i preached to them we had to put those four quarters together we're a team that likes to come out and a little flat but we always finish hard and we fight to the end and we haven't really lost uh by that many this year because that's a tribute to the kids playing hard and we coach them up as hard as we can but uh they don't give up, and playing this tough schedule, I think, will help us down the stretch because we have a pretty tough task with Philip Barber. There, I would say they're probably the number one seed, I would think, coming through unless uh, us or Berkeley or Petersburg or Frankfurt can knock them off. And if you don't win your section, you're going to have to go over and face Fairmont Senior, and that's be realistic. That's going to be a tall task for anybody. 
coach, this is Joe Linville. I'm looking at your schedule, and it looks like you, you, your early schedule was really home game, you know, really heavy. But now the second half, you know, it's going to flip-flop. Your guys are going to be on the road quite a bit. How tough is that being on the road day in and day out for a high school program? Well, it's real tough, and unfortunately we lost a few with the snow and weather. I'm sure everybody did, but uh, just got to coach the kids up and practice hard, and uh, hopefully we can prevail and get a few wins on the road that will prepare us for down the road if we have to go out to Philip Barber or who knows where we'll go. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least you've got quarter H done now, right? It kind of helps out. Through that, that, that makes it awesome. <laughs> Uh, I remember it's been about seven years now since I've been through Kaiser, but uh, one of the more beautiful areas, just driving through Parsons and Davis, I took that route because it's a prettier route, and this was before Quarter H was done as well, and uh, to, to get into Kaiser and uh, just to, to, to see how that school and that community are situated right up against um, Maryland, obviously, and and I know that there are so many things that – you kind of have to fight against there in a small community, but it's a one that's a very supportive community at that. So at the same, you know, while you're you have your battles, you also have a pretty good support system built in as well. Right, we do. Um, obviously, football and Coach Bowser's done a great job, and uh, he, I mean, we rally around that. I used to help him coach football. And he he and I work well together, but the community comes through all the time. If it's a loss, it's a win. I got a great supporting cast with my coaches and family, but uh, like you said, uh, I mean Kaiser is West Virginia; it's the friendliest city in the USA. They say when you drive in, and that's the truth. If you meet anywhere anybody from Kaiser, they're always nice to you and positive and respectful, and that's what we try to build on and teach our uh, student athletes. Coach, this is Bill Cornwell, and uh, you mentioned uh, all the Maryland teams, obviously just right across the border that you're playing, and you mentioned maybe a lot of West Virginia fans don't know about them. Can you give us kind of a, a, a quick sense about the, uh, the quality of those opponents over in that western Maryland area? Well, you have uh, Southern Garrett, Oakland, Maryland, Coach Bosley up there. I'm sure I would think a lot of y'all would know him. He's been around. and he uh, Southern's number one in the area on the boys' side, but then you have Allegheny, Maryland, and uh, Fort Hill, obviously, and like I said, Mountain Ridge. And it's just mostly they're all double-A, triple-A points in West Virginia, and it's just game in, game out in our area. Anyone can really beat anyone or anyone can uh, lose any. So it's just a uphill battle, and you just keep grinding. And hopefully when it comes seeding time, you'll uh, uh, understand we play a pretty tough schedule. And if you look at it on some of the tailgate central or your alls, if you look at Region 1, I think, down to about the top 20 you got six teams from region one ranked in the top 20 which says a lot about region one and like i said if you don't win your section on our end it's going to be a tough task to go out and face them i've seen it so i'm pretty sure they'll probably win their section well trip coming up to allegheny maryland next week then a trip down route 93 to petersburg and Route 42 as well in a couple weeks for, or not a couple weeks, but uh, next week for the Golden Tornado. Coach John Haynes, thanks so much for joining us on the program tonight. Thanks for the opportunity. All right, that's Kaiser High School boys coach John Haynes. And, again, that's a, that can be a tricky area just from a standpoint, of, just from a geography standpoint. Especially if you're coming out of the south. <laughs> yeah, and uh, exactly, and, and that's the fun way in. But yeah. uh, nonetheless, you know, you're in a section 
with Berkeley Springs, yeah. which is all the way over in the Panhandle. Yes, and then you're in a region with Fairmont. So you know, congratulations, you you're, you get to <laughs> deal with that as well. And that's why, to me, that section might be the most important section to win in this state from a standpoint of you want a home game because you're going to make somebody come to you. Right. You want to make somebody come to you to beat you to get to the state tournament. And uh, I think uh, I think that's a that's one place that's a it's a disadvantage when they go on the road, but it's an advantage when they're at home, and uh, perhaps more so than any other part of the state. Again, simply because of geography. We're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, our resident referee Bo Anderson will join us. What do we have in store for Bo tonight? <laughs> also, uh, we'll get another check of our basketballnight.com scoreboard from the Marshall University Sports Journalism. We'll get all that for you and much more when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia rolls on here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The Marshall University Sports Journalism degree is designed for you to find a job to put your knowledge and training to work after graduation. The program allows for students to concentrate in one of three exciting areas, print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on real-life experiences that not only expose the students' work to the public, but also to the sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback and career-launching advice. Marshall has 15 varsity teams that afford sports journalism majors the opportunity to cover them in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, the Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and Heard TV, as well as communications campaigns, off-campus internships, and an expansive alumni network in all areas of expertise. The Marshall University School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your sports media career. Learn more about the exciting possibilities by visiting marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Thanks for joining us tonight. Join us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. Big shout out to all of our new followers this week, including Lisa Sharp, David Sharp, Todd Ryan, Kenny Green, and Brian Heron. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. Welcome back to Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. It's 1117. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville, Bill Cornwell, happy to have you along. We'll talk with our resident referee, Bo Anderson, in just a moment. But right now, we want to get you another full look Another full check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. 
scores, look no more. Go to basketballnight.com. The scoreboard, again, the Marshall University Sports Journalism, basketballnight.com scoreboard. Boys basketball action tonight in the King Cole Classic. Ravenswood falls for the first time as it was Tug Valley knocking off the Red Devils 60-56 to tonight in Logan. Also, as part of the King Cole Classic, 36 points for David Early. As Logan goes to 8-5, the Wildcats beat Wyoming East 72-61. Other games tonight, Midland Trail defeats Fayetteville 74-58. 34 points tonight in the win for Noah Minor, 25 in the loss for Luke Bass. Also tonight, Oak Glen defeats Beaver Local Ohio 70-48. Ethan Travis, 20 points, 10 rebounds for the Golden Bears. East Hardy, 74. Valley Wetzel, 58. It was Indian Creek, Ohio, 60, Weir, 43. Princeton defeats Lincoln County tonight, 67-57. Tigers have won three in a row. Nicholas County defeats Braxton County, 69-64, the final in that one. Also, boys basketball action tonight. Philip Barber, 78. McKinnon Upshur, 45. It was George Washington improving to 9-2 with a 66-51 victory over the Knights of Cabell Midland. Also tonight, Calhoun County goes to Glenville and beats Gilmer County 64-53 to final in that one. Capital gets a big road win tonight at Huntington 74-67. Cougars beat the reigning state champion Highlanders. Clay Battelle defeats Payton City tonight 68-32. It was Lewis County 59, East Fairmont 47. Fairmont Senior, a perfect 14-0. The Polar Bears route North Marion tonight 71-38 at the Woody Williams Armory in Fairmont. Also tonight, Frankfurt goes to 8-4. The Falcons defeat Hampshire 73-56. And it was the Martinsburg Bulldogs winning for the third time this week. This time over host Hedgesville, 58-34, 24-point road victory for Martinsburg. Billsville, Ohio defeated the 100 Hornets tonight, 46-36. It was South Charleston. The Black Eagles over the Redskins of Hurricane, 84-71. Parkersburg South, big win tonight over John Marshall, 79-51. It was Fort Hill, Maryland over Kaiser, 62-38. It was Winfield defeating the Mingo Central Miners tonight on Minor Mountain, 72-61. University, the Hawks defeated Crosstown Foes the Morgantown Mohegans, 47-41. It was Musselman over Washington tonight, 68-46. Tucker County, the Mountain Lions defeated the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, 66-59. Parkersburg Catholic winners tonight over Williamstown. The Yellow Jackets fall, 72 72- 62. The Wayne Pioneers defeated the Skyhawks of Scott tonight, 78-67. Westside, the Renegades down the Spring or Shady Spring Tigers, 79-41. Spring Valley defeated St. Albans tonight, 74-65. Summers County fell to Greater Beckley Christian, 62-45. Wayland Central, the Maroon Knights picked up a win tonight over Lindsley. 82-55. Owen Gaynor had 23 points. Brett Price added 21 for Wheeling Central. Parkersburg, the Big Reds defeated Woodrow Wilson tonight, 55-49. Van Bulldogs defeated Doddridge County, 70-36. It was Oak Hill winners tonight over Greenbrier West, 
74-60. And it was the Meadowbridge Wildcats over the Harmon Panthers, 85-47 in the Hometown Invitational Tournament. Bill, take a look at the girls' scores. Actually, I, I've lost the scoreboard, so go ahead and take it. All right. Well, Bill's lost the scoreboard. You know what? I have found it. Mingo Central defeats Scott tonight, 64-31. It was Greater Beckley Christian defeating Liberty Raleigh, 44-25. Frankfurt's girls defeat Grafton tonight, 90-42. It was Riverview going to James Monroe and winning in Linside, 51-37. Raiders get the road victory. Tucker County goes to 13-0 as the Mountain Lions beat Notre Dame, 53-28. Midland Trail defeats Richwood tonight, 68-47. Also, girls basketball tonight, Tyler Consolidated, 80. Work County, 55. It was Moorefield, 63. Pendleton County, 32. Cameron defeats Tulsa tonight in the hometown invitational. 53-34 Dragons get the home victory. Clay Battelle, also a home winner in the hometown invitational over Payton City, 49-27. Independence defeats Mercer Christian tonight, 58-33. Patriots get the win. Also, girls high school basketball action tonight. Valley Fayette defeats Herbert Hoover, 63-55. Lincoln is now 8-6 as the Cougars go to East Fairmont and beat the Bees, 52-42. It was Preston picking up a home victory tonight over Fort Hill, Maryland, 64-49 the final. The Knights get the win. How about this one? Even though they're AAA, still a big win for the Patriots of Willing Park. The girls from Willing Park pick up a 53-40 home win over Fairmont Senior. It was Pike View defeating Princeton tonight, 56-42 the final. Panthers get the home win. Also, Lincoln County goes to Point Pleasant and defeats the Knights 74-46. And Devin Hefner's 26 points and 10 rebounds leads Parkersburg South to a 70-58 victory over visiting Boyd County, Kentucky. That is a check of your Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. And, Joe, a game that you talked about there real fast, there was a, a person that people may, may recognize the name who happened to be at, in attendance for a big game for his alma mater, and they came through for him tonight. Yeah, a young man by the name of Nick Swisher. If you've not heard of him, he was a pretty good baseball player. Come out of Parkersburg and went on to the major leagues, and he was on hand tonight to uh, to watch the uh, Big Reds pick up that big win tonight. Yeah, so Nick Swisher getting to see his alma mater beat Woodrow Wilson tonight. That's a, a big win for them and obviously a lot of fun for him as well. So now, now, now time, now time, now time for our resident referee, Bo Anderson joins us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Bo, welcome back into the program. Uh, I'm glad to be here, guys. Uh, I've had uh, you know game every day this week, and uh, just actually pulled into the front of the house. <laughs> hey, you're Good r- right on time, exactly. And uh, yes, sir. Hey, Bo, we were expecting you tonight, and there's some big orange cones in the studio tonight, just for you. Oh, well, i tell you what, I'd, I'd like to have seen that, but, uh, you know, I was in Ohio tonight, and I, I, I missed it. Well, for, for, for those who missed the program last week, the video portion of it, 
Um, Bo walked right in front of the camera. Was he not, was going not on one set. camera, I, I, but all three of them? <laughs> as as we were live, so you know, whatever. We have some fun with it. I teed him up here on set, but uh, nonetheless, um, Bo, we wanted to talk about a few things that you know maybe some people may or may not know as well as they think they do. And Joe, do you have anything for Bo? Yeah, Bo, let's talk a little bit about uh, inbounding the basketball. You know, a lot of these teams have really went. Uh, heavy on the defense uh, of late. Uh, talk about inbounding the ball, how much room you have to give a player, and uh, how much time you got to get it in. Okay. Uh, well, Joe, uh, first thing, uh, the player taking the ball uh, out of bounds, if it's a small gym where they cannot back themselves up three feet, then we have to put an imaginary space out and back the defender up three feet. What a lot of players don't understand is we do not have to back that defender up. The defender can come right up to the end line if the player's got three feet or greater space where they can back up because we've talked before whether they're on a designated spot or running. If they're on a designated spot, they have to keep something on or over the three-foot area, but they can back up as far as they want, 20 feet if they have that much room to pass the ball inbounds. Uh, obviously, they've got five seconds to throw the ball directly into the court, and the count ends when the ball is released directly into the court. Um, and if the player is allowed to run the inline, then that player can also pass along to teammates who may still continue to throw the ball in bounds as long as they've got something touching out of bounds with nothing touching in bounds when they pass the ball to that teammate. Uh, and therefore, your rule of you are where you jump from until you land is a factor because if I jump from out of bounds and I catch the ball in the air to take it out and land in bounds and I've caused a violation, you know, landed out of bounds, I've caused a violation. And the same way for the inbounder. If the inbounder throws it in, then that inbounder has got to get something touching inbounds with nothing touching out of bounds before they can receive the pass back. And so, therefore, the guy that's out of bounds taking it out, throws it in, and then jumps in the air, he's considered out of bounds until he gets something touching inbound. So that's kind of the basics of the of the throw-in uh, as far as is whether you would have a violation or not. And also, as they bring up the floor, you know, you'll see a lot of referees, you know, swinging their arm, doing a count. You've only got so many seconds to get it across midcourt. Correct. That's a 10-second, and that is, and a lot of people don't understand this part of the rule either, is if a player's got the ball in the backcourt, they've got 10 seconds to get it across. If they're dribbling, then the ball on both feet have to get across. Uh, if they're passing, then once the ball hits the front court on a pass, it's got front court status, and the 10-second the count ends. Now, it's still going as long as the ball's in the air if it was passed in the backcourt. So if you throw a long blooper and it's up there for two or three seconds, then that 10-second count's still going. Also, another thing people don't understand is a loose ball always remains in possession of the last team that had the ball. So if a player in the backcourt is dribbling the basketball and it gets knocked away from them and it's rolling loose, the 10-second count is still going because the team that knocked it away did not gain possession of it. So, therefore, you still got a count going, and when you call that 10-second violation, everybody screaming the ball was tipped. That does not stop the 10-second count. Only if the other team 
gets possession of the basketball, physically grabs it, picks it up, and gets control or starts a dribble with it, that's when the 10-second count went in and the other team would, you know, would start trying to score on their basket. Let's talk about the closely guarded rule. And uh, that's something that I think everyone's familiar with but maybe don't know all the mechanics to, including the fact that you don't necessarily have to be facing the ball for the count to be on. That's, that is correct, Ryan. A legal guarding position to start it, both feet on the floor facing the opponent with the basketball in the front court. This is all front court. Closely guarded counts are front court only. Now, once that player is established that, they can turn around and guard backwards. Uh, as long as they guard legally, and the only way they would be guarding illegally is that they move towards the player with the basketball and cause contact. They can move side to side. They can be going backwards. They can do anything in their legality, including jumping straight up and down, and they've got from the floor to the roof. Now, the five-second count, a lot of people don't understand this part of it. If you get out on the basketball court and you want to know what six feet is, because people are saying you're counting and they're way off, they're way off of them. Six feet. A good example of six feet is from the foul line to the three-point line. That's six feet. Or from the mid-court stripe to the other part of the semicircle. That's six feet. Those are two ways you can judge the distance. It's farther away than what you think, and therefore there's counts going on that people don't understand. They don't have to be breathing on them and smelling what kind of uh, food they had for lunch in order to get a count going. Um, That is a hold, dribble, hold count. So the maximum a player could have possession of the basketball with someone closely guarding them is 12 seconds. They can hold for four, then start a dribble. If that player's still within six feet, then that count starts, and we change hands on each count. So then they get it. They're dribbling for four. They pick it up. Now they've got four more seconds that they can, and then after that they've got to either pass or shoot before uh, we get to five seconds. Another part of that is the same player does not have to be guarding that person to get the five-second count. If a player's out there guarding and another player jumps out there and let's say maybe they're setting a screen on the player that's guarding the ball and another player is within a six-feet distance, that count still continues. And a lot of people don't understand that part of the rule either. And uh, they, uh, again, they listen to commentators on TV and college basketball rules and NBA rules are totally different than high school basketball rules, and that's what everybody has to understand. Bo Anderson, our resident referee, is educating us tonight on uh, various things, such as closely guarded, also the mechanics of the uh, inbound of the ball. And um, I guess, I'll, uh, and I may regret this, probably not, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> I'll open this up for you, Bo. Anything that you have come across in the past week, since I know you finally got to do a week full of games for once, um, but that, that may be something a little bit rare. Uh, yes, it's it, yeah, it's rare to get to do a week before when we had the weather we had, but yes, every game has gotten played this week, thank goodness. Um, you know, again, nothing 
really unusual uh, other than a couple of times I had to, again, be um, police patrol on the uh, uniform equipment, the extra stuff, the headbands, all that stuff. Uh, some people still don't get it that the headbands and the wristbands and the arm sleeves and the leg sleeves, the knee pads, all that stuff has to be the same color, and it's either going to be black, white, beige, or the dominant color of the jersey, the uniform. And that's that's all got to match. There can't be red headbands and black wristbands or red headbands and white knee pads. It's all got to match. And so we still have a little issue with that once in a while that we have to take care of. Um, but um, other than that, nothing really major. What I will speak about since I have a second here is a lot of people talk to you and we don't have the word Eurostep in our manual or in the rule book. But what we do have is understanding the pivot foot and understanding when a player can step and how they can do it. So a little quick example. A Eurostep actually can be a legal play if done properly. So what you have to think about is a player who picks up the basketball off the dribble or who catches the ball on a pass. That player, when they land on one foot, followed by another foot, the first foot to touch is the pivot foot. So let's say that player catches the ball on a pass and sidesteps to the right. Okay, they can, you know, just because it looks funny doesn't mean it's always traveling. So they sidestep to the right, that's their pivot foot. Then they sidestep to the left with the left foot, and then they raise the right up foot up and lay it up. That's a legal play. Now, one other part of it that people don't understand is a player who catches the ball, whether dribbling or on a pass, lands on one foot or catches the ball on one foot on the floor, they can actually jump and land on both feet. But now they have no pivot foot. If they pick a foot up in the air, whether it be the right one or the left one, they can't put that foot back down on the ground. They can stand there with one leg in the air, but they can't put the foot back on the ground. So a lot of times things may look funny, and that's why the fans are blowing their whistles in the stands. And it's not necessarily traveling. That's our resident referee, Bo Anderson. We greatly appreciate Bo always taking time out to talk with us. We've got to step aside, take a break. When we come back, we'll have our power ratings. Our basketballnight.com power ratings will be out. We'll release them when we come back here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia along the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Don't forget, you got about mm, 10 minutes to join us in our online poll. This week's question, should high school basketball adopt women's college basketball rules of shooting two shots after the fifth foul in a quarter and resetting team fouls each quarter? Vote yes or no. You got to 1145. Not very long. Go to basketballnight.com, vote in this week's poll, and you'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. 
congratulations to Drew Williamson of the Chapmanville Tigers. Drew joins Jaden Lindsay, Jacob Clark, Cole Honaker, Sidney Nestor, Isaiah Morgan, Deja Busby as our standout athlete of the week. If you've got a standout athlete, someone you would like to nominate, head over to our website, basketballnight.com, click on the standout athlete of the week tab, fill out the nomination form, we'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Don't forget, also go to our website and you can sign up for the Daily Hoops Roundup. It's part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And, of course, you can send scores to us by Twitter, text, email. We make that part of the Daily Hoops Roundup on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. You can email scores and pictures to us. The pictures you're watching right now, if you're watching our video, those are sent in to us. Send those to scores at basketballnight.com or send them to us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup. Thanks for joining us. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. It's 11.39 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside Joe Linville. Bill Cornwell is in the studio. Also joining us now is... Marcus Constantino and Marcus, who does so much work behind the scenes, actually gets to step out in front of the camera now and deliver this week's power ratings. Let's do it, Ryan. The January 26th edition of the BasketballNight.com power ratings. We'll start with girls basketball in AAA. Buckhannon Upshur Buccaneers hanging in at number one with a 14-1 record. Parkersburg at 11-2 is number two. Greenbrier East the Spartans are 13-1 at number three. Spring Valley jumps up two spots into the top five. They're 8-5 and and the Timberwolves are at number four. Cabell Midland is 13-3 hanging on to number five. In girls AA action, North Mary and is 13 and 1 hanging in at number 1 Wyoming East 11 and 1 is at number 2 the Sissonville Indians jump up into the number 3 spot they're 12 and 1 Fairmont Senior drops 1 they're 13 and 3 at number 4 and the Wayne Pioneers are 14 and 1 and hanging out at number 5 in girls single A Tucker County is 13 and 0 hanging in at number 1 St. Joe is 8 and 5 at number 2 Parkersburg Catholic is 14 and 0 and number 3 Cameron is 15 and 1 at number 4. Willing Central Catholic Maroon Knights are 15 and 2 at number 5. Now on to the boys basketballnight.com power ratings in AAA. Parkersburg South is 11 and 1 at number 1. University also 11 and 1 at number 2. Capital jumps up one spot. The Cougars are 6 and 5 at number 3. Musselman also up one. Um, the Applemen are 11 and 3 at number 4. Martinsburg Bulldogs are 11 and 3. They also move up one spot into number 5. In boys' double-A power ratings, Paramount Senior is 14-0. Hanging in at number one, Chapmanville Tigers are 11-1 at number two. The Bluefield Beavers are 9-2 at number three. Oak Hill Red Devils are 11-1 at number four. And the Westside Renegades move up one spot. They're 10-2 coming in at number five. 
Now on to the boys' single-A basketballnight.com power ratings. Willing Central Catholic is 12-1 at number one. Ravenswood Red Devils are 12-1, coming in at number two. Valley Fayette Greyhounds are 9-0, coming in at number three. Tug Valley's 8-4 at number four. Notre Dame is also 8-4. They round out the top five. That's the BasketballNight.com power ratings. As always, you can see all of the power ratings, all 124 teams at BasketballNight.com. Thank you very much, Marcus. And, Joe, we, we mentioned Nick Swisher being at the game. He was actually inter- he was inducted into the Parkersburg High School Hall of Fame. But I understand that he wasn't the biggest celebrity there. Really? It's actually his wife. Oh. <laughs> uh, his wife, uh, Joanna Garcia, uh, who is uh, known from Are You Afraid of the Dark and also from uh, Reba. She was in Reba. Mm. So, uh, from my understanding, she was the more impressive of the two. <laughs> she was the one everyone was seeking autographs from, apparently. So. Right. So, um, and, and, and Joe, we'll, we'll talk about this, too. Um, earlier this week, it's actually Saturday, and then we'll let Marcus get out of here in a second. But um, last Saturday, we were going to have uh, – we talked about having Wayne High School girl basketball player Ariel Atkins on the show tonight. She wasn't able to join us due to illness. But she broke the Wayne High School scoring record – uh, boys and girls in one game um, for her career. She did it all at the same time and hit the 1,400-point mark as well. Quite a night she had in Meigs, Ohio, of all places. <laughs> Couldn't but, done uh, it in West Virginia. <laughs> no, but uh, she broke a record held by John Atkins, who made more than 100 appearances in Major League Baseball and was also a 1,000-point scorer. Away. So there, there are a lot of baseball and basketball ties within right. West Virginia. Exactly. You know, you see a lot of players that play that don't play football, but they do play basketball and, and baseball. So there's a lot of things you can go back and forth there. But but it's impressive. As Marcus was going over there's uh, power ratings, they're very interesting, especially when you get down there in the single A, because you had actually before tonight, Tug Valley actually moved from five to four, knocked off what was the number one team, Ravenswood. So uh, a lot of things shifting back and forth in the power ratings. And, folks, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of the season as we uh, go into the home stretch. I mean, next Friday, we're going to be in February, guys. It's going to be February 2nd. And that's, uh, you know, we talk about March Madness, but for a lot of high school teams, February is where they get it done because end of February we're starting postseason, and there's a lot of teams are going to see the season end early in about a month, and others are going to be rolling on trying to get to Charleston. I know I, for one, am greatly enjoying this basketball season to this point. And I almost want it to slow down a little bit so I can enjoy it a little bit more because it feels like I don't want to get in a rush. I mean, I don't want to be like, you know, someone who only looks forward to the postseason and then misses the journey because Mm -hmm. in so many ways the journey is where the story is told and where the story lies and the memories that you make come across the way. It's not always the destination, it's the journey. Yeah, and and while we're thinking, and and don't ask me why this popped in my mind, but I'm just reflecting back to last Saturday's game with Tug Valley and Scott at the uh, Williamson Armory in the half M McCoy shootout. A young man by the name of Tyler May scored 40 points. And that was like, and that was early fourth quarter. The, his dad, who was Ed May, the, the coach had already replaced everybody on the field, but he knew he was right on that threshold. And as soon as he made the basket, he called timeout and pulled him out of the game. So, uh, you know, that's, that's an accomplishment, accomplishment alone to score 40 points in one game. So. Absolutely. And one other thing I wanted to mention before we take our final break here, we had Hannah McClung on earlier from Buchanan Upshur. She is actually 
surpassed 1,400 points. She is 15 points shy of the school record at Buchanan Upshur. Unfortunately, I forgot to mention that in our interview with her earlier uh, tonight, so that, that's my fault. But at the same time, uh, still just kind of tells you about what type of uh, the caliber of players that we're talking about um, here on Basketball Celebrating basketball across the great that's state. Right. Absolutely, throughout the entirety of the Mountain State. We'll step aside for our final break. When we come back, it's cause time. And we need a poll question. I think we've got one for you, though. We'll get your poll question and results when uh, Basketball Friday Night. We'll wrap things up when we come back here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. This is high school basketball's voice in the Mountain State. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Special thanks tonight to all of our radio affiliates. Of course, great radio stations throughout the Mountain State carry basketball Friday night, and we thank them. It includes 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV and Fisher, the Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX and Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood, Ripley. Night Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG in Middleburn. Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits, 106. WHFI, Linside, 106.7 FM. 95, The Sports Fox, WBES, Charleston, 950 AM. 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVLW in Logan, Light Rock 93R, WRRR, St. Mary's 93.9 FM, The Ticket 102.3 FM, WMTD in Hinton, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP Edmond, Beckley, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP in Clay, and Marshall University's flagship station, 88.1 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. A big thank you to Suddenlink carrying us on Network West Virginia statewide, Comcast on Channel 25 in the Huntington region, and of course we're streaming online on Facebook at the RSN Sports Network. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. up to date on your favorite teams check out basketballnight.com now back to basketball friday night in west virginia with bill cornwell joe linville and ryan epling 11:48 here on basketball friday night in west virginia ryan epling joe linville here with you on set also in studio is bill cornwell but joining us now is spencer dupuis and spencer i know this is your opportunity to share with us the poll question so last week, this, the poll question that was up was, should high school basketball adopt women's college basketball rules of shooting two shots after the fifth foul in a quarter and resetting team fouls each quarter? 72% of people said no, and 28% said yes. This week's poll question is, should dunking be allowed in pregame? Head over to basketballnight.com to cast your vote. 
and that poll will be open until 11.45 next Friday night. And, Joe, that is a timely question because of a situation that happened in a game over the course of the past week where a pregame dunk resulted in two free throws in what ended up being a one-point game. Ooh, that, that can be dangerous. Uh, I was, well... It's a Chapmanville earlier, you know, they got a couple kids that can dunk, and they did make a couple dunks until the officials came out of the locker room. And when, once the officials came out on the floor, they were very aware they were around because they were kind of looking around before they, uh, you know, kind of dunked it. So once the officials come out, no more dunking is allowed. But South Charleston dunked in warm-ups at Parkersburg, received a technical foul. Parkersburg made both free throws. Wow. It was 2 nothing before the opening tip. Parkersburg won the game 64-63. That cost them yeah, that we, dearly. Yeah, that uh, that's a rule that's interesting because it, it's something that I gotta say it's, it has to be from the seventies because that's when you started seeing kids getting that dunking ability and at the, also you didn't have the breakaway rim at that time. And uh, I know that they were concerned about well, there, there goes the glass in the, <laughs> the backboard. We don't have one to put it back in or to replace it. And I, I know that's part of it was it was safety and it was cost. But that's not an issue now. Speaking of that, the the backboard was broken at the Williams Memorial Fieldhouse back, I think it was in maybe the 70s. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I don't remember the young man's name, but he was at the Hatfield McCoy tournament last week. He was so impressed that he brought the rim back and donated it back to the Memorial Fieldhouse to put in their trophy case. You know, if I broke a backboard and I had the rim with me, I might just take it everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> Wear it hey, around your neck. Yeah, I, I, you know – when you see that, you know what happened. I tore it off of a backboard somewhere. But, uh, you know, we're about ready to wrap things up here on another edition of BasketballFridayNight.com, but we can't do that without the cause. The cause. And it is, in fact, cause time here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal joins us tonight. Rick, welcome to the show. I was involved. I was involved in a game back in the seventies where our our team didn't recognize that the officials were on the floor yet, and five of us dunked the ball during warmups. So the other team started off with ten free throws. Cause can dunk Hold, hold on, I was going to say, wait a minute. You say five of us would would include you, I would presume, right? Yes, back in my day, I could uh, I could jump a little bit. Yeah, there we go. Cause. You don't have the hops anymore, huh? <laughs> different, ki- different kind of hops. No, uh, we'll let that one, let that one slide. Uh, uh, let, that, let, let that one go away. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, although I, I won't complain about those hops. But anyway, I was listening to, uh, I caught the, uh, the tail end of, uh, of Bo's uh, discussion, and I thought uh, so for some reason that the program had gotten into a game of footsie. <laughs> right foot up, left foot up, you know, and, and then maybe, uh, you know, shake it all about and do the hokey pokey and turn yourself around. You know, if people try to do exactly what is, uh, you know, quote-unquote legal but not necessarily traditional, there would be a lot of twisted and sprained ankles and bad knees, and there would be all kinds of problems created from that. But, um, Rick, Eastern Panhandle, boys basketball, Martinsburg, 
after losing a week ago to Musselman. Three straight wins this week, including a big win over Hedgesville tonight. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> now that we know that Rick can jump. Yeah, really. Yeah, you know, we're not going to let that one get away from him. But uh, nonetheless, the, the pecking order seems to at least be Musselman, Martinsburg, Hedgesville appears to be. But I still have this okay. sneaky feeling that anything can happen in that in that area. Well, I think when you say that's the pecking order, appears to me, that's a very good word. But I think if you look throughout the state in class AAA, nothing appears to, or reality is what it appears to be, because it looks like this thing is wide open, what's happened this week, and who's beaten whom, and... I think uh, maybe we'll get a little bit of a better idea how teams stack up against each other in the state. At the big Atlantic Classic, that's provided they can figure out who's playing whom or uh, who's playing whom at what time and and everything else. I know that's been a little bit bit crazy, but just looking at the results around the state, uh, AAA looks like it is wide open. Exactly. What do you guys think? Uh, well, it was like like tonight. Uh, Capital came to Huntington, and Huntington didn't play pretty good basketball, and Capital came in and knocked them off. But uh, and and we saw some of the same last year. You know, Capital was having such a good year. What happens when you get to the state tournament? Well, Huntington gets the state championship. So, who knows? Yeah, it's. I think it's kind of a crazy year. Uh, you know, university looked like they were kind of cruising along, and then suddenly. You know, they run into some problems. Uh, you know, I, I kind of like the looks of Parkersburg South right now. Mm. And I've, I've seen someone say that, you know, even though Parkersburg South has beaten Parkersburg twice, and I, I saw somebody from over that way says, oh, Parkersburg will get them come sectional time. I'm like, hmm. And I know Parkersburg's had a, had a, big, had a couple of big wins this week. So, ah, just, let, just let's throw the ball out there and see what happens. Hey, you know, that's exactly right. And I was just getting ready to say, we can just kind of sit back and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Take it all in because um, th- this is shaping up to be an exciting postseason, but I'm, I'm not in a big hurry to rush us there. I'm enjoying the process of getting there. Well, I think sometimes that's uh, you look at things and you, and you, want, you, you want to get it, get it down toward the end and get it over with. Uh, or to see how things actually shape up. Uh, you know, when you get right down to it, uh, every game in the regular season really doesn't matter. I've seen, I have seen an 0-21 team win a sectional championship. Only only victory of the year came in a sectional, two-team sectional. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be fun. Rick, I, I, I kind of disagree with you because every game now, you know, goes into effect to, for the seedings for the sectional. And that, that could be a make or break for some teams in some of these regions in sectional. Well, yeah, yeah you're right. And sometimes uh, I've seen uh, some of the voting and uh, people vote a lot of times, not necessarily on the results, but on reputations. Mm-hmm. At least I've seen that. At least I've seen that around here. And yeah, I guess I guess I'm looking back in, in time when I say that uh, you know nothing matters until sectional. But I don't know if you if you base it on results. 
which I think is how it should be done, not this regional voting stuff. Because you know, when you're voting, you got teams that don't even you know, necessarily know, haven't seen anybody. So some of the teams in their regions and, and voting on them, and that's where the reputations come into play. I, I, and I agree with you from a standpoint that I think it can be very difficult for, and, and this is not, I'm, I'm using an example here, so let me be clear, but for a coach at, at Berkeley Springs to seed the regional that goes all the way to, you know, Fairmont and I don't know how they're supposed to know all the schools in the Fairmont area inside out. You may know top one, top two, but after that it's difficult, yet you have a say in the seating for the sectional. And and I understand it, but also understand that it's difficult to find anything that really fits everybody in this geographically challenged state. Well, that's the, that's the problem. It's geography is just so wacky. Uh, you know, you have these sections that that's you know in some cases stretch for miles and miles and don't seem to have any necessarily logic logical bearing but just to kind of, I mean I guess when you look at it I, I would I would go kind of look at it in a political sense it's kind of like some of these uh, sections and regions are gerrymandered <laughs> there you go and it's a Hey, Rick, I agree with you. It does appear that way. We are right Out at the end time. of the show as we will wrap up this another edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We thank you so much for joining us. We thank all of our many great guests who took the time out of their Friday evening to give us a call and to share the game that we enjoy so much with you, high school basketball. So for Bill Cornwell, for Joe Linville, for Spencer Dupuy, Marcus Constantino, and the entire Basketball Friday Night crew, I'm Ryan Epling. We'll be back in one week. Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.